Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, November 15th. Big show, big show. A lot to overreact to, some more COVID news. Wow, what a day. Darius Butler joins us, AJ Hawk. All the boys are on fire, and we can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes on this gorgeous Monday afternoon, evening, or Tuesday morning, whatever it is. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. Here we go. It is another gorgeous edition of Overreaction Monday. Today's date, November 15th. Let's go. Yeah! This is one of the most glorious days of all the days because when Monday comes in the NFL season, we all know that we can overreact and look like absolute idiots while saying things that aren't necessarily going to be the same thoughts on Wednesday or Thursday of this same exact week. Today is a day where you get to watch an entire NFL slate on Sunday, and on this day, you get to say ridiculous things about a team. For instance, is Mac Jones a Hall of Famer? Hell yeah! Is Mac Jones going to end up winning seven Super Bowls for the New England Patriots? Is Mac Jones the guy of guys in this particular draft class? And we all knew he was going to be a guy because we were all told he was going to be a guy immediately upon the Niners trading all the way up to number three. The future of the franchise. Send it out the window. We're going up to number three to get a quarterback because Trevor Lawrence, obviously, number one. Zach Wilson, who who we didn't know existed, obviously number two. Hey, those two are locked in. Don't even think about it. We actually won't even talk about it. We'll actually only talk about number three overall, which the Niners just traded up for, even though they have Jimmy Garoppolo on a $25 million salary. We're only going to talk about number three because first two already figured out number three. It's going to be Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. And they showed all his highlights. Mm. Hey. They were even having him do extra pro days to showcase that he can move a little bit. Then there's leadership stories coming out. And there's other wide receivers that played alongside he and Tua openly saying without being provoked, kind of getting fucked over that the private conversations were being made public, but saying Mac Jones much better than Tua. (laughs) Mac Jones comes in, breaks all the records that we didn't think would be broken by Joey Burrow whenever he was at LSU. He's a finalist for the Heisman. Seems to be beloved by everybody. He's going number three overall. The future of the Niners, which is a team built to win the Super Bowl right now. They just so happened to stink last year because they got COVID, kicked out of their stadium, and Jimmy G got hurt. Then all of a sudden, draft day comes and we get a phone call. Uh Our show actually gets a phone call. We might have known before the masses. Anybody else. Absolutely. And we only knew for four minutes because as soon as we got the call, intro is already on for youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. As soon as the show opens and it's draft spectacular day, which is our biggest day in our office, it might as well be a company holiday. We get as soon as it leads off, hey, here in number three ain't Mac Jones. Whoa. Boom. The, the draft odds, the, the, the betting odds for Mac Jones to go number three overall to the nine instantly started falling and things started changing. Trey Lance went in there, all hell broke loose, and Mac Jones just pre-fell through the draft, wearing that suit, winking at the camera, doing his thing. Hell yeah. This guy stinks. Ah, this team doesn't need a quarterback. Boom, boom, boom. Bears say, oh, uh, well, we're trading up. 
Justin Fields, though. Oh. Which, by the way, might be incredible. Not 100% sure. None of us know what's going to happen with the Bears right and now. Justin Fields going forward. I don't think anybody does. And are they going to be in Arlington? Oh, yeah. Arlington Park. Done oh, deal. Is that going to yeah. happen? I saw the scheme yeah. for it. Oh, it looks cool. Anyways, he falls all the way down the draft to fucking Bill Belichick. Hell yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the internet, which is where we live, starts posting photos of Tom Brady's sorry sap of a body uh-huh. whenever he was at the combine. And then Mac Jones's photo with the cigar. And they're like, look at this guy. Look at his base. Look at his brain. Look at his intelligence. Look at his competitive edge. Look what? at how he can throw a ball. What? Of course, Bill Belichick with the final sign-off by Matt Patricia. That's right. People forget. Watch the video. Of course, Bill Belichick found an instant replacement, basically, for Tom Brady. And that was the conversation for a day and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Then, remember, a convo happened that they, people were upset that Mac Jones was starting over Cam Newton. The yeah. only people that were upset was the national audience, though. New England was like, nah, we would like that that new Tom Brady-looking thing. <laughs> right now. We would like the new Tom Brady-looking thing right now. Hey, we respect Cam. Thanks for coming in. That offense last year looked nothing like the 20 years of success we had. And that thing that looks exactly like the thing that brought us like six, seven parades, that thing, we would like to see that thing. Cam Newton, uh, national story was he did get screwed. Because remember, there was a test that oh, allegedly yeah. didn't happen. Then he was suspended and he couldn't practice. He was in quarantine. Mac Jones went into the New York Giants, I think. Was it the Giants? Yeah. Yeah. And just Started. lit him up in practice and behind the scenes. And uh, Bill and Josh McDaniels was like, how did everybody fuck this up? Yeah. <laughs> how did we get this guy? And then there was a learning curve and everything like that. But as the days unfold, it appears as if Mac Jones is not going to suck. No. It appears as if Mac Jones isn't just going to be, hmm. It appears as if Mac Jones is going to be a guy. Oh, yeah. And it feels like the New England Patriots organization and their fans should be dancing on everybody else's graves. Yeah. Because there has been franchises that have stunk perpetually yeah. in perpetuity. Yeah. For <laughs> years. There's teams that have always been terrible. And Bill Belichick had one down year, loses his guy, loses a lot of his roster, mm-hmm. a lot of turnover. Then they come back, spend $153 million, and somehow 14 teams let this guy fall to him. Because there's other teams that happen, like the Detroit Lions. Ooh. The Detroit Lions, after yesterday's uh, slate of games, in the first year of 17 games being played in a season, the Detroit Lions are going to figure out how to go 0-16. Okay. <laughs> and uh-huh. yesterday, we should have known that was going to happen. Yep. We should have appreciated that. They played to a tie yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoa. 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 And in this office, it's obviously a big deal. But when you think about what New England was able to do with Mac, and then you think about the Detroit Lions, and just two opposite ends of the spectrum on how they've consumed football your entire life, It's a fascinating thing because yesterday was the perfect picture of this. Tone Diggs, Frank Moraldo, myself, grew up in Pittsburgh. The Steelers have been great forever. Mm -hmm. Now, there were some years, obviously. Always going to be years. But always good. Always sold out stadiums. Always, you know, just all those things. Now, nowhere near the dynasty that... New England has had over the last 20 years, but if you go all the way back, the Steelers have always, the city, the citizens, always expect success. At E. Yinzer is becoming the face of that. That is basically every Yinzer dad yelling at the screen. But yesterday, a city like Detroit 
in a city like Pittsburgh <laughs> who have a lot in common when it comes to work ethic and, and grit, mm. you know, and a lot of those are blue-collar cities, mm -hmm. okay, a lot of them. One fell, the other fell. One came back, the other fighting still. Yeah. Like, yeah. two cities, you know, that are, that are very similar. Polar opposite reactions to when their team ties. Oh, yeah. Insane. Oh, yeah. We saw a, a fan of a team that could still go 0-16-1 at this point. No signs that that first number is going to be changed. Other than yesterday when a six foot five kicker, I don't know what happened on that 48-yarder Santosa. With that mustache, that can't be happening. No, no, no. That guy ball has to bomb balls. I, I don't know yeah. what happened there. I wish he would have made that because I'm always pulling for it. And also how today would have been. Foxy, yeah. fan of Motor City, Dan Campbell and the Lions. Mm -hmm. Tone Diggs, in this particular case, visual representation of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tone Diggs. Almost went into a cave and didn't come back yesterday. Yeah. Foxy literally sprinted out of his house yeah. into his backyard to mm -hmm. celebrate a tie. Tone, I'll lead off with you. You guys tied maybe the worst team in the history of football. <laughs> Your thoughts? My thoughts, as the game ended, I was disappointed because it was disappointing. But as I was saying all week, I thought the Lions were going to win. And then Ben Roethlisberger's out, and Mason Rudolph, who is the worst quarterback in the NFL, comes in. I'm happy to get a tie, Pat. I, you know what? I was thinking about it last night. Could have been a lot worse. Could have been – you saw the tweet. If we would have lost, we would have been in the ninth seed. Now we're the fifth seed. Um I, I thought it was a great result for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, okay, so this is quite a <laughs> zoomed out. Oh, yeah. Because your immediate reaction was you actually almost kicked the camera that was mm -hmm. filming you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Foxy's immediate reaction yeah, – yeah. I'm talking after Moose, you know, fumbles oh, the rock and yeah, the Lions get the ball back. Yeah. Foxy was so, so happy. Evan, yep. please chat about what that tie means to the city of Detroit. First and foremost, guys, T's and P's to Big Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, okay. survives. We hope he survives. Okay. With that being said, we didn't lose a game last yeah. night! Yeah. 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 Woo! Happy for those boys. Happy for MCDC. Bro, Not how his about, first win, but... Bro, how about MCDC yesterday? Uh -huh. He's calling plays. Calling the plays. He's yeah. Jared's ear the whole game. Hey, what's going on, Jared? We're going to run ball, man. <laughs> Grounded pond football. Two blue-collar... I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. That's how football was meant to be played, that game yesterday. Yeah. And, of course, it ended in a tie. I'll take it. We needed that. Yeah. 0-16 still on the table, yeah. as you said. Yeah, 0-16 two times could be the only team to ever go 0-16 twice. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. be unbelievable. Although, MCDC was not the first Lions coach to begin his career no. as a Lions fan going 0-8. Yeah. It does appear he could potentially be the second one to ever go 0-16. But, hey... Lions are fighting every week. That's right. And That's with right. MCDC getting a grip of that offense a little bit more, maybe against the Steelers, a tie is just the first step. You got to crawl before you can walk. That's right. And then you, could, you have to walk before you can run. That's mm -hmm. right. The Lions maybe crawled into losses. Yesterday they walked to a tie. <laughs> and then all of a sudden these Lions, in their pride, are going to run and sprint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Or the Steelers need Ben back. What if oh, he yeah. misses oh. Sunday night football against oh, the Chargers? Oh, no. What if no. Ben Roethlisberger, who's vaccinated, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Vaccinated, can't produce two negative tests uh, with 24 hours in between them. How long is that? Do we know the days? Is it just 10 days? Is it a certain amount of days after you're asymptomatic? For instance, there's conflicting reports on the internet, and I only know this because I am vaccinated and I got COVID, of when I'm allowed to potentially be in public sure 
allegedly a couple days after symptoms end, you are n- no longer mm-hmm. um, a risk spreading it or a carrier or anything like yeah, that. Contagious. That's called contagious. There it is. Allegedly after. Is that what the NFL rules are? Have you looked into it at all or you just assume Ben will be back for All Sunday? I know is that all I've heard is it's two negative tests. Uh, I couldn't produce a negative for 11 days. Yeah. But my test might have been much shittier than the ones that they are taking. I'm not 100% sure. Like Ben, I trust in our Lord and and Savior, and I assume he's going to put Ben back on the field. What are your five pillars once once again here, just so we can know what we're listening to here? Faith. Faith. Family. family, Football. football, Your job. job, Your gambling gambling record. record. Oh, yeah. I I hope. Isn't it crazy, though? Whenever you count in America... Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the thumb is five mm-hmm. for you there. In Europe, the thumb's one. That's right. But in America, the thumb is last and the finger's first. And isn't it crazy that when you make a fist and you're your most strong, uh, strong mm-hmm. digs, faith mm. and gambling yeah. right there next to each other. That's, yep. that's right. Isn't that pretty awesome? Because yeah. I pray to the gambling gods. Oh, um, very every day. But if. If it's not going to be Ben, I think it should be Dewey Haskins. Yes. Uh, we've seen enough cool. of Mason. We know what Mason's going to do. He's not the future. Why is that he throwing like this? He, it looks like he is throwing a javelin yeah. when he throws the ball. He drops some in there. Yeah, yeah sure. There's a couple balls that he drops in there. His throwing motion, though, just seems like he, I don't know, maybe flicks it a little bit more than him. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, and I'm glad you noticed it, because when he played quarterback in the past, I said it looks like he's throwing a fucking balloon all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think you said this morning a kickball. Basically yeah. a kickball. <laughs> Anything that is – maybe a beach ball is a better interpretation. You know that. what I think he did? I think he spent too much time in the pool as a kid, and he had the Nerf ball, and he'd soak it up with all the water in the oh. pool that he could and oh. then try and throw it. That's how he developed that motion. Okay, maybe. Used, used to the ball weighing 65 pounds. That makes sense. I don't even blame him for yesterday. Though. The fucking defense – it took them. Yeah. If that happens, the season's over. Uh, oh no! It took them four and a half quarters. It took them four and a half quarters to realize that Jared Goff fucking stinks. Whoa! Jeez. Jeez. He's so bad. Pat. So what are you saying? Hold on. So you're saying a couple? Th- he's bad. You're yeah, saying he is terrible. Oh, no, we can't even no, 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 no! I thought in weeks past we would have been able to recognize that when he would throw the ball away on fourth down, yeah. or he'd throw the ball to his guard, not I even knew, his tackle. I knew this was going to happen. He was going to have some sort of injury he probably won't play this week we won't see jared goff for the rest of the season i knew this was gonna happen mcdc's fed up with him man. Oh, you guys man. only paying him like 30 million or yeah, something that's like that. it. Yeah. but you're you were taking quite a shot at tomlin here and we need to move on obviously no, 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 a tie no. is taking up too much time on the show right now but <laughs> tom why does he keep playing rudolph you don't think he's a good evaluator you don't think he's a good person to say hey this is the guy who should be leading our team every single time we think it's not gonna be rudolph it is rudolph uh-huh. and i wonder why i honestly do tomlin really likes him what do you why do you think he well, is I, always unfortunately going i think he's just the best option on the team right now which so is, you want dewey yeah. you said you want dewey well yeah yeah that doesn't mean that dewey's the best option i just like we've seen enough from mason you know and, what you well, they're not listen hey as much as i'm not gonna win games you're not going to lose games either with me. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. That's, right. You know I mean? that's right. You're not going to win games. You're not going to lose games. Mason Rudolph will get you a tie, though. I mean, he will go out there and do that for you. It's, that game was terrible to watch. Yeah, terrible. And I, go ahead. My last thing. You talked about Lions fans, Steelers fans being polar opposites. And, like, I know we are different in the way I've, like, watched football. I don't know how good teams, like, fans of good teams do it. Because I almost had a heart attack yesterday. Oh, Hats off to all of you guys. Uh, I was going, oh, I had to care oh, about a game. Of course. <laughs> Jesus. First time. Normally, I don't have to care about a game. Yeah. You know, normally. Hats off to all of you guys. Welcome. <laughs> 
Hey, good drink getting to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good time, baby. All right, it's a perfect time to get to the toxic table because the guy who has to watch games that do matter and a guy was playing in a game that potentially also had a heart thing going on. Yeah. Happy to hear Aaron Rodgers' heart was okay. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the toe was. Saw... Hey, the internet let the jokes fly oh, yeah. about the toe injury. Oh, yeah. You know, about, <laughs> about how everything went. And I can respect and appreciate that. I assume Aaron did as well. He was mobile. Looked like he was able to take some shots. I mean, he ripped that ball out of old buddy's hand yeah. on the fumbled snap to get that back. I still think that was a terrible call. But <laughs> I like the fact that the tie goes to the runner in that particular case. Uh, kind of boring game. Yeah. Seemed to start cold and rusty. You guys get a massive win in the defense. Looks Ooh. to be unbelievable. A couple years ago, Chicago Bears opening night. Aaron beats the Bears. Very low scoring game. Mm-hmm. After the game, he say, hey, we got some stuff to figure out. We got a defense, though. This is something that Green Bay Packers fans have been dreaming about for a long time. The last time you had a top, what, 10 or 5 defense, you guys won the Super Bowl. Right. Your big takeaway from yesterday, Aaron's return beating the hell out of Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, they, it, offense was very rusty. Obviously, it doesn't matter how good you are. You don't practice with guys for 10 days. You know, you're, you're going to miss some throws. So I don't think anyone expects that to be a problem going oh, forward. Oh, there's people that think he potentially lost it. There's people yeah, saying definitely. he's a terrible quarterback. Yeah, a lot of buffoons out there obviously we know that but yeah i mean you know hand up i was wrong uh, i need to make an apology i mean the packers defense is fucking unbelievable joe yeah. barry's yeah. got the boys a buzzing legit they, they are unbelievable i mean it just it, getting pressure got and they're they're very banged up too guys are just stepping up and playing well aaron jones yesterday i mean on the broadcast they made it sound like he tore his acl and was going to be out for the season he's not he's only out a week or two Special teams, obviously, still major concern. But if their defense plays like that, that stat was going around. They've played Kyler, Mahomes, and Russ in the last three weeks and given up 34 points. They could beat anybody. Now, Russ has been throwing the ball to air and breaking down huddles with nobody. Right. And obviously visualizing defenses attacking him. Just like the 10 days for Aaron, Mm -hmm. I assume the Russell Wilson rust will also wear off so it's a great time to be the Packers defensive face Russell Wilson but also you guys are getting players back on the defensive side of the ball like big time players are coming back is that going to ruin hey like OBJ coming back to the Browns, is that going to ruin the chemistry that Joe Barry's oh. building right now? Is Uh-oh. that team finally playing good defense, and then you guys going to bring back star players and go to shit? Out? I no. don't think so. I think that just means hey, you got some depth. In years past, it's like hey, you got one of these guys that goes down, and the guy that's replacing him is not ready to be replacing him this year. The, everyone has stepped up. Their secondary's been unbelievable, and they're without Jair Alexander, who's the best player on their defense. He's coming back. Darius Smith's coming back. Rashawn Gary, he got hurt yesterday, but he's starting to step it up a little bit. A.J. Dillon's getting AJ hot. A.J. Dillon's uh-huh. getting hot. The I draft mean, is coming back. Exactly. We Packers are in a very good spot right now, and especially when you look at the division. I mean, shit, they're like four and a half games up right now. So, it hey, hey driver's seat of the NFC, baby. Now Vikings get a big win against the Chargers who might be dead. Yeah, Uh-oh. maybe. Who knows what the hell's going on over there? I don't know. But whenever you talk about building a roster – Hey, good to kids. Good job. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, best job, Mark. No hey, somebody question. clip that. Somebody clip that. No question. Because uh-huh. we, we, we have never said that. Hey, good to kids. Good work on that. On that roster. Yeah. yeah. That right. defense side showing up. That's right. Now, we are just in week 10 going into a week 11 here mm-hmm. after tonight's incredible matchup between the Rams and the Niners in a three and a half point spread. Although everybody's betting on the Rams is what Gumpy's telling me. And that line ain't moving at all. What do the sports books know mm. that we don't know? No Robert Woods, which is an absolute shame. Mm-hmm. 
tearing an ACL in practice, terrible, especially for a superstar. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. joins the squad. Who knows how that will affect it. But this game tonight, to wrap up Week 10, is a great one. And I think we learned a lot about a lot of teams yesterday. I think we can go into Week 11 feeling like, okay, the water seems to have maybe found its level mm-hmm. a little bit. So maybe next week's when we do good gambling. Yeah. Maybe mm. next weekend is the weekend where we get hot and we don't turn back. And maybe next weekend is the weekend that begins a winning pain train against FanDuel. That FanDuel is going to be pissed that they agreed to a 17-game season because it's an extra week. Because I feel like we are starting to learn about some squads. For instance, the more we go forward, it's almost like we have to take a trip back. Of course. That's right. The more things seem to change, the more it feels like it's the same. Yeah. Wow. In the AFC, the two hottest teams. Now, the Chiefs might have found their. Sure. And can we get that sidebar, please? The Chiefs might have found their X Factor again. Although the cocaine, alcohol, uh, X Factor mm-hmm. is no longer a super fan. The Chiefs might have found their X Factor, which is don't let Jackson Mahomes go to the games. That's exactly. right. Bingo. <laughs> exactly. The football gods said, hey, listen, I know we're gods and we got to do this in Sin City, but since Jackson isn't here, we are going to show you how good you can be and remind you of what this offense can be. Travis Kelsey getting loose again. Patrick Mahomes absolutely slinging the rock. Tyreek Hill checkdowns to wheel routes to running backs out of the backfield. Defense getting hungry, getting the ball. The Chiefs might have found their X factor again, but that's only one game. The two hottest teams in the AFC, Mm -hmm. and I I don't know how to say this, and it does feel like we've just taken a trip back in time. It's the Colts and the Patriots. Boom! Uh, The Colts, now they played Urban Meyer. Sure, sure. They were up 17-zip within the first, like, Mm -hmm. five minutes, by the way. Yeah. Blocked punt TD. Hate to see it for Logan Cook, who's an absolute bomber, but what a great block for a tud. And then Jonathan Taylor runs wild. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz in a positive fashion. Then they kind of got stagnant there. They're going to have to be able to step on Jaguars' throats. Yeah going forward if they want to be great, but the Colts don't look now, have found their identity, and their identity runs through the guy in the backfield. His name's Jonathan Taylor, and if the Colts continue to do what they're doing, the the running game, offensive line included, should be in conversations with the MVP talk. Like, mm-hmm. I like legit yeah. think that Jonathan Taylor's getting the rock a lot for Indy, and when he's getting the ball a lot, the Colts are doing very well. He's an absolute stud. Carson Wentz seems to be doing his thing. T.Y. Hilton, Carson Wentz needs to stop. You know, he's just overlooking T.Y. Hilton. Freezing yeah. him out. Get him yeah, the it ball. It feels like he's icing him out a little bit. Hmm. But T.Y.'s been out a lot of games in a feeling-out period for Carson and his wide receivers. You know, T.Y. hasn't been there. But there's a couple plays where T.Y. was dragging across the middle. And I thought, oh, okay, I got T.Y. for an anytime touchdown score because he's back and it's his fucking birthday. Right. I mean, gotta do it. here yeah. we go. And Carson just hawks it out of the back of the hand. I'm like, Carson, just look at the guy! Throw it! But... Carson has done an incredible job. Jonathan Taylor has done that as well. The Colts are a problem. That defense is great. The special teams, they got the money badger kicking for him now. <laughs> He's got a big-time leg. Here we go. But on the other side, the Patriots are incredibly hot right now. Yeah, they are. It feels like you guys never lost faith. You knew that you guys were going to be great again. Mm-hmm. You knew Bill was going to build something back up. There's no way the Patriots fans truly felt 
that you guys are going to be able to get back to this point as quickly as you did. Did, did you have a little bit of fear? Yeah. Did you have a little bit of, hey, you know what? We're going to stink for a little bit because you were staring down potential Foxy life. Yeah. Wow. You were staring sure. down potential Cleveland people before this entire yeah. run. You were potentially staring down suck after suck. And then all of a sudden, $160 million is spent on the first day of the tampering free agency period. And then Mac Jones falls. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. What a wild time. The Patriots fans are so, so lucky. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a time for you, and what are your thoughts on that Patriots squad? Well, I just want to say, you know, last year, pal, we did go 7-9, and nine, so I did get a taste of that other life, the other half of football like that's the Lions. Not, hey, that's not Foxy. Oh, no, no, no. 7-9 no. is nowhere. Yeah, he killed for 7-9, yeah, but yeah. hey, I understand you what You guys were kind of falling down the stairs. A little bit. You weren't at the... Uh, you. You know, this is like uh, the emergency uh, stair exits at a hotel. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. You guys did fall down to like floor seven, eight, you know what I mean? Sure. That's nowhere near where the Foxy folks the basement. are. No, no, no. Yeah, they, they they hit that turn and they're only picking yeah. up uh -huh. speed. You know what I mean? You guys stopped somehow, which is incredible. That's why Bill Belichick's the guy he is. Yeah, and I think with, you know, how well the defense has played similar to the Packers, and then you also think about how Mac Jones just refuses to make mistakes. He doesn't throw any kind of questionable ball, questionable balls that you think rookies might do. So, I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable. The Patriots probably going to the Super Bowl. The only worry is it's so close in that AFC. Like Tony mentioned, you lose a game, you're the ninth seed. You win the game, you're the two seed. So with the Chiefs coming back, it's, it's going to be a long road, but a lot of meaningful games. It's all you can really ask for especially after last year not being in the playoff hunt. That's the worst thing of all time. I wouldn't want to wish that upon anyone. But it really does feel like 2004, Pats, Colts, Peyton, fucking Tom Brady back in the AFC. Oh, now, since you brought it up, we have to get to it. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And I'm incredibly happy for you, New England. Oh, yeah. Man, happy for you, too. No, hey, happy for you, man. No, no, man. I'm happy for you, man. What did we start? One and four, the Colts started? Or I think so. He was yeah. like one and four or something uh -huh. like that? That's a tough hole to build yourself out of. Yeah. Frank, Chris, there was a lot of calls for like, hey, these two might not be getting right. They didn't even blink, I don't think. They do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, wasn't it two years ago they were 0-4 to start and then they came back yeah. and made the play? I wonder why that is. You know, I wonder what – some teams, I guess, just do that. And they were really banged up at the start of the year this year too. All those guys going down in training oh, camp. Oh, yeah, and, they never know, really were together. They didn't together. really get yeah. to mesh at all. yeah. Colts could be a squad, though. Oh, yeah. Just a heads up. Tennessee they got, keeps winning, too, though. Yeah, yeah, somehow. Yeah. Tennessee doing what they did. I, I mean, nobody could have. I, I think I picked the Titans, which was one of my only uh -huh. wins of the week. I'd, I went 5-7. and seven. AJ went 7 Tough five. week. A lot of blocks. Yeah, Tough a lot week. Of, a lot of week. I'm, I'm Colts. But the Titans continuing to steamroll is unfucking believable The Saints, now they got Simeon and Taysom Hill running the rock and throwing the ball a little bit more. And I don't know what they're going to look like for the future. I don't think they do either. That could have been a part of the Odell Beckham Jr. situation. But the Titans being able to withstand... Without Derrick Henry, who was their bat, he was their offense. Oh yeah, yeah. and then Vrabes and that defense and them just kind of changing. Julio's now, played like one game this year. Yeah, he's on the IR. What's that? Julio's played one or two games this year. Yeah, he's three out for the next three weeks at least. That's yeah. a big time acquisition. And by the way, I guess I was wrong completely because if you looked at the overall career of Julio, he didn't miss many games except for the last couple of years. But was that because he wasn't as thrilled to be in Atlanta? They were resting him, or what was going on there? Um, that Titan squad, hey, Vrabes Donner coaching yeah. his ass off. Oh, yeah. Figure it out. Oh, yeah. Vrabes is coaching his ass off. But the Colts, they have a game that can travel. 
Jonathan Taylor is the leading mm-hmm. rusher in the NFL right now with Derrick Henry out. He, pro- he did pass him, I assume, finally. Because Derrick Henry was ahead of everybody in the NFL without playing for two weeks yeah. still yeah. with how many yards he had. Jonathan Taylor has passed him, I think. I haven't grabbed Gertie's graphic, but I'm looking at it. They're actually tied Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor, 937 yards. Damn. Okay. So now, granted, whose stats did we take and do the math from? (laughs) I mean, that is a lot, but Dirty does incredible work in that whole thing. So Jonathan Taylor is now the league's leading rusher. And if you look back to Derrick Henry and what the Titans have been able to do and ride Derrick Henry into, you know, the offseason and into the playoffs, I mean, they haven't been able to get over the hump. But that run game mixed with Carson, maybe just chilling a little bit more. They can really travel in there. They're going to have to get past that Titan squad, though, that I don't think anybody knows have, anything about. Has the Colts considered, because he did it again yesterday, tying Carson's left hand behind his back so he doesn't fucking try to throw with that? Well, huh. Patrick Mahomes starts a left-handed. He gets applauded for it. That's, That's right. right. Carson yeah. Wentz throws a left-handed. And yeah, I know the last time he did throw a left-handed, he was getting tackled by five people in his end zone through a pick six. <laughs> yep. Against the Titan squad that we were just talking about. But Carson's got to practice that, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, got right. Right. he's got that in his mm-hmm. game. By the way, I believe his baby was not born yesterday. Okay. Oh, nice. So he did not miss Thank the, you, uh, baby. Thank you, baby, for waiting. Good work, Thank baby. Thank you, Duke Bobcat. Colt. Thank you, Colt. Duke Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. We shouldn't make fun of Carson. We're not. No, we're not. Kind of are. No, no think about no, it. It's no. a great name. It is Colt Duke Bobcat Wentz. That kid will be the first ballot Hall of Fame NFL quarterback if they name him. And a lifetime member of the FFA. Hey! That's what I make for a little pay. And I'm proud to say I'm a international Colt. They say Harvester there somewhere. Oh, okay. That's actually, that, there's some good bars in that song. They get going. International, I, I believe John Deere's in there a couple Ooh. times. No, it's got to be a hit. You know, because the FFA has all their meetings here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So you'll drive through downtown. I don't know if they're back or not. You'll drive through downtown. There'll be blue denim jackets on top of denim jeans on the bottom. Oh, yeah. About 13 to 17-year-olds, and there's 10,000 of them. Right. Just walking through the streets of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's FFA. Yep. Future Farmers Association of America, yeah, right? Get yep. together. What do they figure out? Like new seeds and stuff? Yeah. You think they, they go through that whole thing? Wow. Yeah. Strategies. Yep. Yeah. What they're doing with their livestock, whatnot. Uh-huh. You think there's a roast session of the Bobcat or the John oh, Deere? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's like the opening salvo that they come out with. And they point to like one guy in the crowd. They're like, this dumb motherfucker uses Bobcat. They say that? Oh, yeah. And everyone just roasts the guy and he eventually just leaves. Oh, know? in the Future Farmers Association of America, that's like kind of like, hey, we do bury the Bobcat. Yeah, here. we are not a Bobcat community. Everyone here knows nothing runs like a deer. This guy doesn't, though. Get the fuck out of here. Do you think Carson was potentially that kid one day? Maybe. And oh. that is why he plays the way he plays. Because he is callous Chip so much that he was mocked and ridiculed by the FFA for driving a Bobcat instead of a John Deere. Are you saying he plays like a Bobcat? No. Maybe potential well, live sometimes. Bobcat. He does play like that. But I think because of his Bobcat love, he was ridiculed so hard by the John Deere folk mm-hmm. that now he feels like he has to prove everything to everybody, every single play, at all stops. I mean, it's definitely possible, but, you know, if he had a good head on his shoulders, he would have realized, like, hey, these guys aren't trying to light me up. They're trying to show me the light. Bobcat oh, John is, Deere. Yeah. yeah, is a far imp- inferior product to a John Deere. Everyone knows it. All right. Uh, <laughs> 
It's true. I don't know. You know, I go to the state fair here. They got these John Deere's out here. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I do love that as farmers kind of evolve, they just decide to get bigger motherfuckers oh, so yeah. they have to do less Those work. Things are uh-huh. Huge. Yeah. An entire, I think a country mile, this one in the oh, wheel yeah. is the size of our building. You can literally stand inside uh-huh. of it. I mean, we get those pictures all the time for like the end of the podcast. And some of those guys, I mean, it's like a goddamn military cockpit in there. Like it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. What hey, that's what do. John Deere does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice the Packers were shoveling with a John Deere tractor. Yeah. Well, exactly. Of course. Damn right. And of when course. you drive into yeah, the a, office, it was a gator. they're working on the bridges and whatnot and the overpasses. Guess what machinery they're using? They're using deer. Okay. <laughs> Notice that this morning I said, you know what? We're going to be just fine. This is not a John Deere ad, by the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like this is 100% just a, uh, you know, a passion project of ties. That's right. Mm-hmm. Ty from the great state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fed up that anybody would use anything but a goddamn deer. I mean, it says it right in the slogan nothing runs like a deer. You know? I mean, why, why would you want to run with a bobcat when you could run with a deer? Yeah. Ty, you should be the face of John Deere. Yeah. I don't I'd, think you've ever farmed a day in your life. No, either. I haven't. I got a nice, I got a nice John Deere jean jacket in my closet too. That, yeah, you know, I love wearing, and I'll proudly wear it. Uh, you know, speaking of the John Deere plowing the snow over there, at Lambo. You know, I saw those long johns. As soon as Aaron puts those uh, long johns on, like the uh, cream colored yep. long yep. sleeve. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's when you know Aaron's going to win. Yeah, and they talk about how good he is in the cold weather and everything like that. Not that he was his best yesterday. But I guess, like, his hand size with the ball is a very real – and I wonder if they even thought about that with, like, Jordan Love or anybody going forward. Like, hey, a massive advantage for us is that it gets cold as shit in this particular stadium. And this guy, who's from California, by the way, Mm -hmm. he can play just as if it's warm weather. It's not a problem. It's actually an advantage. So anytime you see that that goddamn Long John come out and he thinks it's a little bit chilly, it feels like they win those games. He His overall record, okay, and they just won their 451st home game, Mm -hmm. which is the most in the history of the NFL, passing the Bears, who had 450 home wins. Congrats to the Bears. Yeah, congrats to the Bears. Oldest organizations, obviously. That's why these conversations happen, but 451. Aaron is like 82, 19, and 1 or something Mm -hmm. at home in his career. Damn. Think about that. 17 years, 16 years, however long it's been. 82, 19, and 1. Russell Wilson played like shit completely, but it feels like once, you know, he even said it to us, you know, when those leaves turn yeah. and there's mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, a little bit of a crisp in the air, he said, that's when I get a little twinkle in my eye. And I think it's because he knows that he is much better in the cold than some people. Like, there's some people that just aren't cold weather people. Now, there's people in football that have to deal with it because you're playing in. They try to combat it, whether you wear the long sleeves or you'll see people put a, you know, a lot of Vaseline on because that cuts the wind. You know That's what right. I mean? It's like the old school swooshy pants. You mm-hmm. put those on there. There's always ways to try and combat it. But there's some people that just get it and got it. And there's some people that hate it and trying to combat it. It's just it's two different ways to look at it. And somehow the dude from Butte County, California, has the mindset like, oh, this is an advantage as opposed to the other thing. And it's all framed in his mind. And he didn't play anywhere near his best but it feels like that packer squad hey that's a wagon right oh yeah now. The oh yeah well and you mentioned like the hands too like i mean yeah you there's nothing you can do if there's massive wind and stuff like that but their offense really doesn't change that much with the weather because you don't have to worry about him not knowing how to handle it or anything and aj Dillon, i mean it's just kind of been 
like once he gets going, he did the same thing last year. They had a big game in December against the Titans, and that was kind of his coming out party. He ran for like a hundred and you know fifty yards, but getting him going too, Aaron Jones only being out like that, they're going to be very very tough to beat, especially if they stay atop of the NFC. Let's talk to him about another NFC team. Hey, the Cowboys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, Mike McCormick, he said, listen, I'll get the fucking watermelons back out. <laughs> yeah. Remember last week against the Broncos, Jerry said that he and Mike, me and Mike, went through that game mm-hmm. playing fucking diligently. Mm-hmm. We had a plan. We expected what they did. We just, we didn't expect the success. Huh. <laughs> we thought we'd be able to put it out. I thought we'd be able to win the game. We were surprised. And there was a lot of chat this morning. I think Rex Ryan, who we are big fans of, and I think you should be too if you ever listen to him speak. He said Jerry Jones is the one that motivated that team, the coaches, the players. He's the one that put the pressure outside after the blowout loss in Jerry World last week and basically said, like, this this is not except a not in our fucking house. You know, I built this motherfucker with my own money. <laughs> we got motherfuckers dancing in boxes up there. You see that? You see, every seat in here is fucking expansive. You know why? Because we're a good football team with stars. We don't fucking lose to Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> in the goddamn Broncos. Imagine if that's what he told Mike McCarthy on Monday, told the team on uh-huh. Monday, and then when Mike was going through the game plan with Jerry, which we now know does happen every single week, right. Jerry... We ain't fucking losing to Matt Ryan. We lost to Teddy Bridgewater last week. I don't need it. Them coming out and stomping. Yeah. Just diligently stomping a hole in the fucking Falcons was awesome to watch. It was the poster child of how nothing is predictable in the NFL. Yep. There was zero reason for the Cowboys to do what they did last week and zero reason for the Cowboys to do what they did this week. In the Falcons, by the way, they were getting going. They were a good squad as well, and all of a sudden you run into a buzzsaw like the Cowboys. Two weeks ago, Cowboys, best team in the NFL. Last week, team's terrible. I can't wait to hear what they're going to say about them this week (laughs) because they did showcase what their potential could be. If this is how they go, how do you maintain that? Do you think it's strictly watermelons out of Big Mike McCarthy? Do you think uh, Dak Prescott handled it perfectly and said, yeah, we, we got embarrassed. We got our ass kicked. Then we just move on. Dak is a guy, by the way. Yeah. Dak mm-hmm. is a dude for sure. What a fucking win. And if you're a Falcons fan, you got to be uh, you gotta be a little distraught about what the future potentially holds. You talked about them last week and then this week. I feel like this season overall as a whole, there's more of these games where you have no no fucking clue. Like, these bad teams are beating these good teams, and it makes no sense. It started last week and the week before. Bucks happened with the Bucks yesterday, too. Like, I don't – good luck fucking picking any of these. Well, I haven't had much. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had much luck, which it actually made me re- – the Super Boost got killed, okay, because the goddamn Buccaneers, what are we doing? Huh? Class. Uh, Urban Meyer, Chop House Gun, what are we doing? At the <laughs> Suckineers showing up in Washington. Now, there was a lot of conversation because I did have the Suckineers in the uh, in the Super Bowl. Sure. Oh, yeah. I had actually, I'm sorry, I had the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. That's right. I, if I would have known what was going to happen, mm-hmm. and Taylor Heineke was going to lead a 45 minute drive yeah. <laughs> what was to that? seal the game. To seal the game. Taylor Heineke. M- matriculated. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Methodically, yep. Yep. right down 
the Buccaneers' throats to end that game. First half came out, thought the old guys, the champions, the people that are living down in Tampa, huh, having a good view of the of the Gulf, of the Bay out there, mm. living their best life, joints feeling good, winning Super Bowls, having say over what's going on. I'm not just talking about TB12. I'm talking about that entire team, coaching staff included, all very veteran. Hey, we're having a good time. I thought after the bye week, you know, they'd say, hey, now we go. Right. Just like they did last year. Coming out of the bye week after Atlanta, second half of Atlanta, they got going. Bye week, they fixed some things. They came out of that on the other side. Oh, this team's going to win a Super Bowl. Boom, they go. Coming out of this bye week, Washington was coming out of a bye week as well. I just assumed the same. Hey, all those big-ass fucking brains down there in Tampa. A lot of them. Uh Uh-huh. The goat's brain is down there. Mm -hmm. Of course. Let alone a coaching staff that might actually have 500 years of football experience. (laughs) Like, the, the amount of... Tom Moore's down there. He backed up Johnny fucking Unitas. He's still coaching down there. Jesus. Yeah, he's been. He's not the only. There's guys that have been coaching forever down there. Coming out of the bye week, I thought there would have been a lot of oh self scout. This is what we need to do. This is what we can't do. And you assume with a veteran led group like okay, hey, we're not going to just lay an egg here after bye week. There's not going to be a hangover. Washington just fucking handled them. Yeah. And Vita Vea got hurt on the second to last play. And they're saying bone bruise and MCL. So he'll be. I I guess week to week, depending upon the pain. He's a big guy, but if they lose him, they're in trouble. They looked bad. The Buccaneers looked bad, and I did not expect it at all. And I apologize for that because that super boost was supposed to hit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with what the Bills did to Mike White. Yeah, oh, Mike White. Good run. Hey, good run. We don't know. Hey, we don't well, know. Of course, they, they were chanting for Flacco. I guess in a stance. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, hey, New Jersey, New York will turn quick. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Mike White chance a few weeks ago. Locker room. Locker room. <laughs> Channing Mike White. All of a sudden yesterday. Give us Flacco. Feed us Flacco. I mean, Jets fans have, you know, they got to do what they got to do. And I got a text from one particular Jet fan with a list of stats, obviously. Ooh. Uh, the Jets have allowed 175 points in their last four games. <laughs> the second most allowed in a four-game span by any team since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. <laughs> They're the first team to allow at least 45 points three times in a four-game span since the 1966 New York football Giants. Jesus. They have surrendered 1,890 total yards during the abysmal stretch, the worst four-game period in Jets history. Oh. That's all coming from Michael Cole, obviously. (laughs) Michael Cole is pumped. So it's not just Mike White or Flacco or Zach. They're also terrible Uh on the defensive side, which is what Bob Sala got brought in to fix. They might be terrible, but that's why we put the Bills on the goddamn Super Boost. And the Super Boost was dancing. Dancing. Mm -hmm. Dancing. And then at halftime, I looked around at the scores. I'm like, what the fuck's going on in Tampa? Halftime. Don't worry about it. Halftime, they'll get on there. They'll Kornacki this thing. Uh, it seems like the middle of our fucking offensive line <laughs> is getting killed by their defensive line that has three first-rounders out of Alabama. They're just beating the fuck out of us right here. So we should just do anything else. All right? I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Turns out now second half actually. Hey! Yeah. Interesting. Bang! Bang! And then Heineke gets the ball and says, how much time's left in this game? 75 minutes? You got it. <laughs> 19 Walks plays, that thing away. 10 minutes and 20 seconds. It was fucking wow. unbelievable. Wild. 
That's insane. It was on Taylor Heineke against the Super Bowl champion. And listen, no offense. Hey, I love Taylor. Yeah. Freddie Show. Freddie Show. on the show. Love him. How the fuck does that happen? What happened during a bye week? Let's assume next week they're on Monday Night Football, I think the Bucks are, against the Giants. Ooh. This is probably going to be a how-you-doing-keep-it-moving game for the Bucks. but I thought that would have came this particular time. It killed our, killed our super boost. Um, Bullshit. We should get to a break. <laughs> we should. We got Darius Butler in the next hour. Here okay. we go. We got A.J. Hawk in the next hour. Okay. Wow. I know. I mean, a lot happened. It's a big time overreaction Monday. Yeah, big I didn't time. think AJ was going to be here today. Why? Been a long weekend, you know. He was at the Ohio State That's game, right. sitting in the oh, uh, yeah. four hundred section. Yep. Uh huh. Uh, breaking news: Monday Night Manning cast uh, guest list just got revealed. Here we go. Al Michaels. Hey. Hey. Al. Phil Mickelson. Draymond Green. Here we go. And last but not least, in the fourth quarter. That gummit, Phil Rivers. All right. Phil Rivers is electrifying. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be good. That, that is good for the fourth quarter. Yeah, great for the fourth quarter. The other three are going to be good, too. What? Draymond Green will be great. He knows media. Yeah. He'll come in. Al Michaels and Phil Mickelson, I assume, will be prompted by questions. Potential great stories coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil's got it. Well, Phil also, by the way, he just won something this weekend. Charles, Charles Schwab. Schwab. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It looks like a good financial trophy. advice. Yeah, but they had a golf thing, too. Oh, yeah. Big so Phil's coming fresh out of a championship. Al Michaels has been winning since 1955. Yeah. And then Draymond, this is going to be a good Monday night man in cash, just like it's going to be a great overreaction Monday. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When, you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. That's true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonso at the, all, <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Joining us now is a man who might have a take on that or two. 
a guy who was a part of a lot of those 451 home wins that the Packers had, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, and nosebleed seat having for the Ohio State Buckeye game, A.J. Hall. How's it going? What's up, guys? I thought you were going to have old purple nose today from sitting up there in the clouds uh-huh. with the wind potentially, you know, busting you right in your face at that Ohio State Buckeye game. That wasn't your photo you posted. That was somebody else's. That was absolutely my photo. And those seats are great. It's in like the first section down there. It was beautiful. I, I really had a good time. Really? I just assumed that you and the kids, Axel more specific, got to be on the field and call the plays and everything because of who you are and your stature in the Ohio State world. I think everybody appreciated the fact, though, that you wanted your kids to see what it's like in the freezing cold bleachers yep. mm-hmm. in the entire. That, that's good. Hey, that's good daddy. Yeah, they wanted to go to a game, so we went to a game. Like, What else are you going to do? Go stand on the sidelines? That's not going to a game. What what are they learning there? Yeah, that is true. Standing on the sidelines is nothing it's like... It's stupid, too. I'm yes. not going to call and reach out to somebody. Hey, can I come watch warm-ups? Like, I'm not going to make some <laughs> poor guy, like some... Hey, can I get, make sure my pass and my, my kids and my kid's friend that I brought come onto the field and probably try to catch a punt and get somebody hurt? <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Axel probably would have went and done that. Oh, yeah. Maybe take somebody out. But I do appreciate the fact that you're just regular dad out there. Yeah. Just regular dad. You guys stop by and see Uncle Wexy or just stop by? <laughs> I don't know if he was at the game or not. We, uh, huh. oh, yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty cool, but luckily Ohio State played well. Scored a bunch of points. Yeah, that's because A.J. Hawk was in the house. Maybe you should go to more games so they can continue to be dominant. Let's talk about the NFL Sunday. Uh, I love you being a good representation of a good Ohio dad. Yeah. Got coaching Ooh. everything going right, to games. Mm-hmm. Let's go, AJ. Eating dinner with Uncle Waxy. Going That's over right. to the chop house, throwing yep. the guns. <laughs> with Urban. All right, we appreciate you, AJ. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, at, at least for now. I mean, yeah. at some point, that drum will get blown out from us beating it so hard. But at, at the current moment, anytime you think Jeff Hardy gun, it's yeah. hard not to think old chop house Urban coming in there. Uh-huh. But let's let's talk about yesterday, please. Aaron Rodgers' heart seems to be okay. Did you know his toe was hurting? Was that a was that a real thing? Was that a fake thing? And what were your uh, initial thoughts on how he started the game versus how it ended and where he goes from here? Uh, I have no idea about the toe. I didn't know anything about it. I still don't. Uh, was that I in the backyard? Was... was that in the backyard? Oh, when we told him to run two minutes, he, he kicked a, maybe a root of a, oh. a tree he was growing himself that he didn't know had blossomed yet. Yeah. Did he do that? I mean, that is possible. Maybe Sirianni put the fertilizer on it so it grew much faster than he thought it would. Sirianni, that son of a bitch. He would come in and try to expedite the process through the manure and maybe get Aaron Rodgers' toe bang off a two-minute drill like Russell Wilson in the backyard. Do you think it was maybe him running around the kitchen, seeing if his heart's good? You've been to his house. I've never been there. Is there anything that could potentially stub his toe? How the fuck did he get hurt while being quarantined in a mansion? It's an actual question. Does anybody know anything? The internet had their jokes, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, foot in the mouth, obviously. I heard your front teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he stopped his toe in an interview. They did. How did he get hurt? And do you think that was just nothing at all? Because it appeared as if he was perfectly fine. I, I honestly have no idea. That'll be uh, probably one of the first things we can ask him about tomorrow, I'm sure. But, yeah, that was all news to me. I, was, I just wanted to watch and see if he looked tired or, like, extra fatigued or whatever. Think about it, 10 days. Hold up in your house dealing with COVID. Like, how do you respond? I feel like you, you look pretty good to me. I was congested uh, after mine for, I think, like maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, I was coughing stuff up. I wonder if he's going through any of that or if Did maybe. Did you try to work out? 
like at how like how far how many days out did you finally like become active a little bit? Okay, so I do that boxing. You know, I do that boxing thing. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it for a few weeks. I thought like I actually I'm not somebody. I guess when people get overwhelmed or something, maybe when their heart gets going and you have to like take that deep breath. I, I've I've seen people have to do it. I've actually never experienced it. I've never had the like that moment. It had happened to me the first couple of times after the COVID thing while I was throwing fucking bombs. And I probably should have maybe just slowed down in there, but I only know one speed when it's me. It's either kill or be killed in that Oculus boxing ring. But it did take me a few weeks to be able to not like that your breath or was it like overall body fatigue well i think I, it was not body fatigue the body was good body was back it was for me the congestion the lung the heart racing i think you know what i mean like that was and i thought i was dead i thought i was dead the first time i was like oh shit this this is something that is happening to people through my study or whatever so that was a worry to me so when aaron brought that up it actually reminded me, I was like, oh shit, yeah, that might be a thing. But it seems like literally everybody on earth has a much better experience with COVID than me. You know, it just, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't under, I don't understand it at all. But he looked a little rusty, right? I mean, he looked a little rusty early. Maybe, yeah, what, maybe it, was a, it was a clunky game the whole time. You know, like what a, I know the elements definitely played a factor. Uh, they would show those shots from up top and you could see it was swirling and kind of rainy snow mix. But yeah, the defense, I mean, I, I don't care. Like, Russell, I know, was battling through that finger thing, whatever. Their defense, the Packers' defense was awesome. It's impossible to get a shutout in the NFL. Okay, so what's – and timeout with, like, 13 seconds left. Seattle was – they know it's impossible. And, and impossible, I mean, very, very difficult. Well, and also, that defense gives up points at the end of the game there with 13, 14 seconds left when he throws it up to DK and they bat it down. Defense is miserable, right? Like, that's a big-time accomplishment. Yeah, after you chased it, you've gotten that close, and then if they get points at the end, you're like, oh. Like, it's complete. It probably feels like you tied again. Yes, uh, which the Steelers and the Lions know okay. a oh, lot yeah. about on this what particular. battle. Credit to the Lions. Yeah, what a battle. It was a KG affair, obviously, and we'll talk about that in a second. But the defense, what is different about it, AJ, through your eyes of, like, an actual defensive guy? What is different about this Joe Barry offense than potentially what was going on with Petten? And what happens when two guys who are their best players get added back in there? Does that adjust chemistry at all, you think, or does that help? It, it's, it's unbelievable that they played this well, I feel like, in the back end without Jair Alexander, one of the best corners in the league. So when he comes back, that's only going to help him, I think. And Devondre Campbell was, was a giant free agent signing. The guy's a, yeah. a monster. Like, he's so good. He, he's uh, he's patrolling the middle there. He can run. The other linebackers that put in there, they can run. And they get some pressure, man. Even if they're not getting sacks, they're getting – they get a lot of pressures. They make quarterbacks uncomfortable. And, yeah, they're just playing good team defense. Okay. Joe Barry, do a different scheme than Petten? Is it a different – or is it basically same it's scheme? It's different. No, it's different. I don't know exactly. I haven't, like, studied both of them. I'm not exactly sure what Petten runs. What do you notice about Joe Barry's all? It's just sound? They're just sound on all, in, in all phases of the they defense? Yeah, good players, and they know what they're doing, so they can play fast. Like, that's what they look like to me. Is that why the most basic defense is like Seattle when they were the Legion of Boom and some other ones? If you have good players and everybody is just on the exact same page, you can fly around and tour Because the Colts did that yesterday to Trevor Lawrence, like the first two quarters. It looked like there was nothing. And I, I didn't. I've never talked to Trevor, but I assume Trevor at one point, if you were to ask him, like, what's the difference between the NFL? Well, the defense just seems to be fucking everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that is probably how he felt early in that game. I think that is what the Packers potentially are starting to get into, right? Oh, yeah. And the, the, what's the, been their biggest issue, I feel like, in the playoffs has been stopping the run. So if they can stop the run late in the year and show they can do it when teams need to run, then we know they have a chance for sure. Good to Koontz not getting enough credit by us ever for potentially putting together a great roster. 
I mean, I don't know. Are people giving him credit or are they not? I, we don't. Or is he just, don't he probably is happy to today. be out of the spotlight. Yeah. I mean, old, uh, old Schultz, he reports, tried to bring him and Murphy back into the spotlight last week a little bit. Jordo. In a bad way? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Remember? Said they were the reason that the Odell deal didn't get done. Oh, okay. So they were trying to bury him a little bit. I mean, it was about to happen. It was hot in the kitchen for a long time for Goot. For what if, a numerous different, but that roster, yeah, good yeah. oh, yeah. job, Brian. And I, hey, we gotta give, we gotta give credit where credit is due. Hey, we have to. I have to. I haven't done that enough. I've only dumped on good kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Right, yeah, right only so. dumped on him. But they look fucking good, AJ. Peak too early defense. You think they can withstand no. this? No, not peak too early. I think I don't know. They got to be feeling pretty good. And when is uh, Jair back? Do we know? No, but they, I mean, they said it's not season ending and he's been kind of more involved in practice and stuff like that. They still have their bye coming up, so I, I would assume we'll see him before the end of the season. AJ Dillon gets going. I mean, that team. That, he is a big part of it, man. He, oh, yeah. like, that run he had that was the screen or the, the ball he caught and he ran down yeah. the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. I was putting myself in the defender's shoes and I was like, oh, no. This dude <laughs> is so big. He is running so fast down the sideline. And he was, you could tell he's looking like, all right, come on, man. Let's. Who wants a shot at this guy? He's one of those pissed off runners. Yeah, you know, like he is looking for. But he's so compact and so strong too. It's like, how do you, how do you even get a good angle on that dude to get him? You saw Bobby Wagner finally had to lasso him and eventually just throw him down. I think the move is, and you would know better. You have a lot more tackles than me. Although I have a lot more tackles than a lot of people in the NFL. <laughs> the I, I, and my move was always a lot more than a lot of people in the NFL or people on that like in broadcasting or media. Well, both that too. You name it. But the um, my tactic was always, hey, I'm just going to basically put all of my weight in my upper body on their upper body, and hopefully we'll be able to time up in that. And there's a couple good form tackles I have where I eat knees and shit like that. I mean, there's there's a lot of different styles. I'm not the perfect tackling form person, but if we're playing backyard football or street football, I'm gonna fucking get you down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. With that, you just have to leave the ground, right, for AJ? Because he's running violent. He's a violent runner. Like, that is a massive collision, whatever. You have to just hope that you can hit him clean. Is that what you have to hope? Because if not, you're just getting beat up by his fucking tree trunks of legs in there. Yeah, it depends on what your your angle is coming at him. But, yeah, like, say you're – if you have an angle where you're chasing him a bit, yeah, you have to use everything you possibly have to try to knock him out of balance, knock him up high. But if you're a little bit in front coming, like, downhill at him, then what are you going to do? Okay, I can go low. This dude may jump me like they do a lot. Or he may just knock my head clean off my body. <laughs> so, like, what am I doing here? Yeah, so you and I had much different tackles that had to be made. Okay, I'm baiting to the sideline every single time. Hey, you can get me, and I'm just trying to close the gap, basically, and utilizing the sideline as a defender. You literally had to square everybody up. When you go low, is there something like is there a strategy to that, or are you just trying to hit their knees out? What are you trying to do when you go low? It's funny. You do practice it a little bit, but you can you can only do it by like doing it in a game. Because in practice, you're never going to tackle low, like ever. You'll never even against a scout team. You're never going to go chop running backs' legs out or anything like that. So yeah, it's a strategy. I mean, everyone, it's got to be like instinctual. You're always trying to grab too as you go low to try to wrap up the legs if you can. But sometimes it's just tuck, put your forearm down and 
try to take him down low and hopefully be a good speed bump, and he trips over top. Of you. Yeah, and, so, and the team will come and help you. Uh, Connor, you were going to go against A.J. Dillon in an Oklahoma during yeah, this past right. offseason. Yep. What was your strategy going to be there? Well, Pat, if you recall the film that I released, uh, he was running down the sideline similar to that play. And, you know, you don't want to go low like you guys are saying, so you attack the body. You go a little higher. You might want to. This is 12-year-old A.J. Dillon you're This is 12-year-old A.J. Dillon. I think it still translate if you were to just multiply the years by two, basically. You can still do the same exact thing. What you do is you go up high because if you go too low he's going to run you over but if you go up high you at least knock him off balance maybe get him to step out of bounds real quick which unfortunately the Seahawks couldn't do if they do need my help going forward I will reach out what are you going to do know. a tackling clinic well, for the Seahawks I could do a clinic I could even just break down a little film maybe explain hey look there's a big body here you can't just throw yourself at him. You got to strategically place your helmet in your forearms when you're going after this guy. Hey, going forward, as people continue to struggle to tackle AJ Dillon, which mm-hmm. is going to happen, it seems like, especially as he becomes more and more of a part of the offense here. Yeah. And Aaron Jones is not out. You putting out a guide on how to tackle AJ Dillon each week would be classic because. When you were 20 and he was 12, uh-huh. and you guys were somehow playing against each other in a high school football league. That's right. You did have a tackle against him. A message sending hit, Pat. Let's come on, let's at least get it right if we're going to talk about it. And, you know, he even remembered that. But I wouldn't do that to Ty. I don't want to give the Packers any disadvantage and try and help the opposing team, you know, tackle A.J. Dillon because nobody's going to be able to do it. I mean, if you can tackle A.J. Dillon, you're an unbelievable football player. Unbelievable football player. At any stage. At any any point in your life, if you got A.J. Dillon on the ground, you should be in the NFL. All right, let's move along. Another guy. What if you attacked him in a parking lot and he tripped over you? That's in between the lines, A.J. Yeah, Yeah, in between the whistles. Okay, good. God damn it. But I don't think anybody should be going after A.J. Dillon in a parking lot. No, no, I, I think A.J. Dillon probably fuck you up in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, no way. <laughs> I mean, maybe not A.J. Hawk. I don't no, know. Yeah, he would. I'm not going anywhere. See, Believe me. Watching this guy run, it scares me thinking of trying to tackle him. And he's only getting more confident, it feels like. Remember, Aaron had glowing praise about him as a teammate yep. and understanding and catching the ball better and everything yeah. like that. Good for A.J. Dillon. Good for the Packers to get another weapon in the backfield. You're going to need that as you go forward. Uh, a weapon in the backfield that wasn't used nearly as much as a lot of the fans thought potentially should have been used. And I don't know if you saw this video or not. I'm going to let it run here for both of us, AJ, because the Steelers-Lions game was not just a tie of a team that has a deep history of success versus a team that has a deep history of failure. So maybe you would think that that team with the deep history of success now all of a sudden sucks because they tied against a terrible team. But it was without Ben, who we hope, by the way, will survive. And Jesus, hope everybody will be okay. But that game was ugly. But listen to a breakdown of Matt Canada's offense by at E. Yinzer, A.J. Hawk. So when they're down there on the goal line, he threw the ball twice. This is Matt Canada. This, this is Matt Canada when you got nauseous. Okay, look at the face on this guy. You got nauseous and you got Rudolph throwing in the fucking poor direction. I'm serious. Third down, of course. Now he's going to throw again. <laughs> There's a lot of questionable decisions made. Do you feel that? You know, when fans seem to point out the obvious, and you have been there, done that, E. Yinzer was speaking, not just for himself, by the way, that, that's got 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views around Pittsburgh because everybody in Pittsburgh was like, no shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he is literally speaking for all of us. Why aren't you just handing the ball to Najee? And then in, uh, when Jordan Love at quarterback, why are we not just handing the ball to A.J.? Why do you think some offensive coordinators get off of that when the game has always been, if you can run the rock, you can win games? Do you just think it's a strategy thing, an ego thing? What do you think happens in there sometimes? I mean, I don't know exactly like what – what you could be thinking other than like it's fun to score points by throwing the ball do, do offensive coordinators feel like hey I need to make it fancy I need to make it look good oh. so they do talk about me on TV and so I do get elevated to these positions and I may become a head coach someday oh of course yeah and that's what E. Inzer was saying this is Matt Canada <laughs> you got fucking <laughs> Was that a phone or an iPad? That thing was gigantic. Ah, uh, well, we've seen some other videos where he's potentially holding an iPad, the uh -huh. original version of an iPad. <laughs> I mean, he is... He's what, pretty crafty, what man, what too. He is. What does that mean? He, he knows he can and control outs. the son of a bitch pretty he well. Knows he knows he's nuts. He's pretty, he's pretty technologically talented, it's, uh, from what I've been told. Yeah. Uh -huh. But him, By the way, I think he does know that he's being recorded now, and then that's why... He was, as he's being recorded, I think he forgets he's on camera and resorts back to him every single Sunday. But he's not the only one. Like, all of Pittsburgh, he feels that, has felt that. Why do they do it, Tone? What do you think it is? Why do the Steelers, which a lot of local reporters said this, and including you, you were saying this, banging this drum, so you're kind of taking a shit on Tomlin, I guess, without meaning to do so. You thought the Steelers were going to lose to the Lions with Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. Why does it happen? Not just to the Steelers, but to a lot of teams I want. I have no idea. They play down to their opponent every If Listen, if you think the Steelers should win that week, they're not going to. If you don't think they should win, they're going to win that game. I don't know why. It's And it's not always been like that. It's just been like the last few years. Like, when Ben was in his prime, that didn't happen. They were blowing fucking teams out. But now, the last three or four years, for some reason, this is what happened. Hey, Diggs, though, hey, but yeah. have you always had like have you always had that kind of attitude no. towards the Steelers? They've been no. so good for so long, though. No, it's just been the last few years. It has not been all. Like, okay. like if this was 0-8 Lions versus Steelers six years ago, when Ben was leading the league in passing and Ben, like, everything was great, like, I would have said this is going to be a fucking blowout. But for some reason, the last few years, I don't know if it's because – I honestly don't know why. Yeah, AJ, why does it happen? Why do teams show up and not show up? And I guess if you could figure this out, you'd be the Goldman standard of yeah. figuring out brains and psychology. But like the Cowboys, they lose to the Denver Broncos, okay, who just got, I mean, yeah. they, they just got absolutely crushed. But the Denver Broncos embarrassed the Cowboys in Dallas in Dak Prescott's first game back in some time or whatever. And then all of a sudden, a week later, they just shit on the Atlanta Falcons all over. Dan Quinn gets a game ball afterwards because that was a team he obviously got fired from. Diggs gets another pick. Dak Prescott is slinging the run. Why does it happen, AJ? What? Can you please make it make sense, AJ Hawk, Super Bowl champion, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers? Why? And I can't. I have no idea because I'm, I'm literally on the sidelines whenever I'm watching our teams, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Just like everybody else. You know, just like, like, hey, I hope I go out there and punt the ball well today. <laughs> but also, what the fuck is going on with this team? Why does it happen, AJ, you think? Coaches have been trying to figure this out forever. I'm sure you've heard coaches talk and say, I don't really know. It's, it's tough. Sometimes I, go, I feel like we have the best week ever practicing, and then we come out and we play like garbage, or we have a terrible week of practice, and then all of a sudden we dominate somebody. Chuck, I think I said that on the show, maybe even last week. It's something that you can't – I. All I would say is they're human beings, and there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of moving parts. They all have a lot of responsibilities on the field, off the field, and, hey, 
I don't know. You, if you, there's yeah. certain things that can bring a team together, make them focus, get them like all together, and then sometimes you, you know games just feel weird. Even coaches like I don't know what was about it. We just never really got into a rhythm, Listen, offense or defense. I've been a part of some great. We ready. We ready. Looking around the locker room, it's like, oh my god! All right, every, we are about to fucking pummel this team. <laughs> We are, everybody looks confident. Everybody seems to know what the fuck they're doing. It seems like the coaches feel good. And I'm like, ah, oh, today's going to be a fucking fun one. Let's go out there. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, turnover first. We're down 14. What the hell happened? Wow, we were just five minutes ago having the time of our lives. Now we're down 10 zip. And then there's some games where coaches are shitting their pants and players don't know what the hell's going on. They're asking questions even like, leading up to the introductions like hey on this what am i doing and then all of a sudden you go out and win it's like why and that's why i guess that's gambling baby that's gambling, silver baby. lining saturday night I was, ben goes out i'm like all right at least the team isn't going to sleepwalk through tomorrow because they know they have to play well because mason's quarterback and that didn't happen well defense you know a couple different situations but you talk about teams laying eggs especially veteran teams aj hey oh. the suckineers Fuck the goddamn super boost yesterday, and I apologize for so many profanities uh, profusely. Well, who do you think they is stunk? It? What happened? <laughs> AJ, how, how does this happen? Huh? Who do you blame more, the offense or the defense for the Bucks? Well, the offense seemed to do the same thing for the entire game. And I thought halftime would at least give them a little bit of a, oh, hey, remember as we uh, broke down and self-scouted during the bye week, we learned that if this is happening, we'll just start doing this. And they're out. Gronk and AB, I get it. And Vita Vega now has a bruised bone. But coming out of the bye, I didn't expect the, the veteran-led Buccaneers. And maybe I'm a little bit more passionate about this because the Super Boost was supposed to hit yesterday. Okay, Super Boost mm. was supposed to hit. And uh, don't look now. I've hit my last seven bets in my FanDuel. I mean, okay, here we go. Don't look now. Don't look now. I am super boosting a bet for tonight because I feel like I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Odell, oh, Beck yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. scored a touchdown tonight. Feel very good about it. Sean McVay is going to make himself look very intelligent. Matthew Stafford also... Go to him. Robert Woods is out. I think that's going to get boosted. I feel very good about where I'm at gambling right now. Now, I, I lost. Hey, by the way, you should feel good, too. Seven and five. Hey, oh. Okay. Oh, okay. I went is that five. Real? Yeah, you won seven and five. I won five. And so you beat me this week. Damn it. It's not over. It's not over. Double dip today. I guess I could get a twofer, couldn't I? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess I could get a twofer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. scored tight. Yep. Rams to cover three and a half. What? That's two for. Are we tied all of a sudden? Who are you taking? Wait, what were your two? The, what are you doing? No, you. The two would be. Wouldn't it? Would be the Rams to uh, the, to win and cover. Wouldn't that give me two? Well, yeah. But if you duh. wanted to. What was your Odell Beckham wow. one you threw in there? No, that wouldn't be two. If you want Rams winning cover. If you want Niners to win and cover, or if you want Rams to win. By one to three, and then Niners plus three and a half, that would be a twofer. Yep. Yep. That'd be incredible gambling. I did that just a couple weeks ago. Remember, you've been, you're still talking about it. I was able yeah, to I do that. I don't want that, no. What do you want? I, I want the, the Rams. No, oh, come oh, on. You stink. Come on. I mean, who wouldn't this, okay, with all the trends that are going on, what if the Niners did come out and they beat them by 10? Okay, so you want to bet on that? Alternative spread? We'll give you a plus two if you hit it. <laughs> 
Man, I don't know. Honestly, I might be talking myself into it right now. Okay, hey, let's go ahead and do it. You got, you got a big brain. You're seven and five on a weekend. Big old hawk brain. Come on. Nah, we'll see. We don't need to make a choice right now. All right. Come on. You definitely need to go first, though. Because <laughs> I do need a twofer. You know what I mean? I do need a okay. twofer out there. But I think I'm boosting OBJ to score a touchdown just because it feels like this is something McVay would. Just like Cam Newton got a touchdown. Mm -hmm. You know, big sign, big acquisition. Oh, yeah. Boost that thing up to make yourselves feel incredibly smart. Odell Beckham, hey, we love you. We like you. Robert Woods towards ACL. We are incredibly bummed about that. Hope he's okay. We got a guy, though, here. It just feels like that's a natural. Could be wrong, but I have been hot. The sucking ears, though, fucked up a super boost. And I, 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 did, I did not expect. Should we worry about them? Should we worry about them, AJ? I, I have a hard time making myself worry about him but i don't know like i i can't tell with anybody right now this it just feels weird but no i if you had to if right now if i had to pick yes i, I would still put the bucks in, in that handful of teams that can win it all but yeah i'm not i don't feel 100 confident about that both teams coming out of a bye week i assume that the veteran-led super bowl champion team would handle it better i the next monday night they're against uh the giants i believe uh we're gonna learn a lot you know another team that is back it feels like it might have got the monkey off our back as a fork or scissors were being taken off of the field. Mm -hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs looked like the Kansas City Chiefs last night. I mean, Travis Kelsey actually said, oh, I got my swagger. He actually <laughs> said he's got his swagger back. They feel like they're the team they once were. Now, is, did the Raiders stink? And did uh, the Chiefs defense get opportunistic on some turnovers? Of course. But what was happening on the offensive side, checkdowns to running backs, Tyreek Hill getting loose on some quick ones, Travis Kelsey literally just turning around in the middle of a play, getting a ball and making 15, 20-yard gains. That is what the Chiefs that were used to watching. Patrick Mahomes showed up looking like a half a billion dollars yeah. over there in the Chiefs offense. I think lived up to the hype finally. He is... Now the league tied for his third career game with 400 passing yards and five touchdowns has tied Peyton, Dan, and Joe Montana, who obviously took a football and saved yep. a kidnapping incident. That's yep. via ESPN Stats and Info. Let's assume he's going to do it again and be the outright leader, but they're all the way back, it feels like, AJ. Wait, the Montana saving his granddaughter is in the ESPN stats? No, no, I'm just telling you, whenever you hear Montana's name, let's fucking remember. Yes. yes. This guy was a hell of a player. I know he rocks those sketchers, yep. but also, at one particular time in his life, he punched through a glass case uh -huh. to grab the catch ball mm -hmm. that is in his house, took it out, blew it up himself, <laughs> put a little bit more air back in it, and threw and hit a kidnapper right in the beak yeah. and caught his, uh, his grandbaby. Yep, yeah. slid down the banister. Yeah. So Patrick Mahomes tied him, but it seems like he's <laughs> back. Joining us now, just like he does every single Monday, big old brain, nine-year NFL vet, host of the Man to Man podcast, and blogger for Pro Football Focus. Oh, right. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Hey, we were just talking about this. Not Joe Montana saving his grandbaby. We can get into that later, but the Chiefs look to be back, D. But I haven't looked at the film. I don't know if you have. Well, how do you think that is going to go? Do you think this is sustainable? And is this the team we're going to see for the rest of the season? I mean, def definitely this is sustainable. Uh, they're back. I mean, they're back. Patrick Mahomes is back. He's take he was taking what the defense was giving to him. He was doing everything that everyone was saying from the outside. You know, take what the defense is giving to you. Uh, he did throw up. I, I was a little concerned with that ball. He threw up to 31. 
Uh, he ended up catching it, obviously. But those are the type of plays that you kind of want to eliminate with Mahomes. But he did a great job all night. Threw the ball 50 times, uh, 400 yards. Um, he was feeling the rush and not really watching it. Um, so this team, I mean, AFC still wide open, in my opinion. They can definitely get hot and, and, and represent that side in the Super Bowl. Mason Rudolph threw the ball 50 times yesterday, as did Patrick Mahomes, obviously. <laughs> Go ahead, AJ. Hey, D-Bud, how good uh, do you think the Cowboys are? I mean, they're a damn good football team. All, all three phases, man. Uh, obviously, everybody knows what, what Dak is on that offense. They get Gallup back. Uh, he's another weapon for them. Uh, Kellen Moore keeps everybody involved in that offense. Everybody's happy. On the defensive side, you probably have the defensive uh, rookie of the year with Michael Parsons flying around. You're missing your best uh, pass rusher with D-Law. So when he gets back, he'll add another element. Diggs got another pick. He's up to eight. I mean, this team is good enough and, and, and built, you know, to win it all. That NFC side is stacked. You got Green Bay. You got, you know, the Bucks still. You got the Rams. Uh, but but that Cowboys team, I mean, they look damn good. Hey, quick thing on Diggs. I know the ball is the program. Mm-hmm. The ball, the ball, the ball. And Diggs has eight picks, which is incredible. When you're in a secondary, does he give up as much as everybody says? Does he give up as many yards? And is he a potential, you know, weakness to that defense going forward? Although he does create massive amounts of turnovers coming from a man who played uh, safety, corner, and nickel in the secondary. Do you just know that that's potentially on your team and it's a, it's a weapon? Or how do, how do you think the Cowboys treat that? Uh, uh, well, Gunt, Gunt will respect this. Uh, Terrell Buckley, one of the great corners. He was one of those guys who... He may give up something, but he's going to make you pay at times, too. And that, that's kind of what Diggs is, kind of Delta O'Neal type. Um, he's gonna, so you can't call him a weakness because at any point he can turn that ball over and give your offense, give that powerful offense another uh, possession, which are, uh, which are precious in this league. So you definitely can't call him a weakness. Uh, but he does have to tighten up some things. Still a young corner. But his ball skills, I mean, not even just talking about DBs, receivers, anybody. His ball skills are up there top elite uh, tier. So I, I love watching the kid play. Everybody's going to give up plays in the NFL. Everybody, every corner out there going to give up plays, going to give up touchdowns. So I would much rather have one on my team that I know at times gonna, is going to uh, turn that thing over. He was running full speed and then behind his yeah. head, he caught that. I mean, yeah. that was absurd. I don't know who Matt was throwing that to. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions about the Falcons, what they are. Ooh. And I guess the Cowboys still have that question. And before the boys have their that, man, we love when D-Bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Hey, blogger now, you've been blogging pretty consistently now. Hey, you're putting some words, putting some words together over there, Pro Football Focus, D-Butt. Hey, doing it, man. Who knows, man? Might be, uh, nah, that would probably be the end of my blogging career. But it's fun, though. No! <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. No. Um, let's talk about this Packers defense because, obviously, Russell Wilson coming back, pulling the pin out of his finger. It was supposed to take him 19 weeks to heal, but he worked so hard because he's a fucking Wolverine is what Ian Rappaport says. He has an entire body team, including a finger injury team that he went to work with, and he got back earlier than anybody could have ever expected. He had to go into Green Bay in tough weather against that defense. Is that more Packers D making that happen or Russell Wilson rustiness? And what are your expectations for that Packers defense? I think it's a combination of both. Uh, I definitely don't think he was ready. I know he was training for uh, 19 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it got out there three weeks. It was supposed to be out six to eight. So uh, five, but I, I don't think it was yeah. – what's that? So four, five hours of sleep? 
Yeah. Five hours. I think he was rehabbing. Oh, I thought it was 19 weeks. I misread that. I didn't see 19, 19 hours, hours a day. A day? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a whole I mean, lot of time never... for parenting in there. So, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, hey, yeah, days. No, a lot of Hall of Famers. Just saying. A lot of Hall of Famers say, hey, sorry no, I missed hey. most of your life. <laughs> but I don't want to take anything, anything away from that because there's no excuses, you know, no explanations when you're out there playing ball. You got to take that field. And this Packers team, this Packers defense, man, they've been, they've been playing – Lights out. Even when A-Rod was out, they gave him a chance to win. Uh, the Chiefs, the, the Cardinals, and now up against Russ. Uh, they've, they've been uh, playing lights out for these last few weeks. I love what they got doing on the secondary, the pass rush, the linebackers, Campbell's. He playing sideline to sideline. I love this Packers defense, man. I mean, that NFC that NFC side is stacked, man. I don't know who, who I would pick from that side right now. Well, and Cardinals, you know, Colt McCoy yeah. had a good run. That might be over. Kyler Murray comes yeah, back. Yeah. We'll be excited to see with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But if you look at the NFC, Packers, Bucks, Cards, and Cowboys all cooking. Then the Rams add OBJ. They're sitting at 7-2. and two. The NFC South, kind of ugly right now. And the NFC North, also ugly. So it is a top-heavy bunch in the yeah. NFC. In the AFC is just one massive question mark. Go ahead, Ty. Deba, you were one of the loudest and earliest guys on the Justin Herbert train. Uh, what the hell is going on with the Chargers? Are they dead? Herbert's kind of looked like he's stunk since the bye week, and uh, their defense stinks too. Hey, relax, relax. Nah, Herbert, they do. Herbert played lights out last week. He did stink it up. Squeaking this by week. the Eagles. The Eagles. <laughs> hey, the Eagles just got to. Hey, the Eagles are. Eagles are all right, all right. But uh, but yeah, uh, a little suspect there. A little suspect with the Chargers. You got a first year head coach. Defense kind of stinks. Uh, I think his longest throw last this past, yesterday was 19 yards. So I don't know how you get that uh dialed up for Justin Herbert. I think he'll be all right. Um. Now, AFC West, Chiefs, they look like they're in the driver's seat, obviously. But I think uh, Chargers, I think they'll pick it up and be all right. But my team is stinking right now, man. I'm, I'm down in the dumps about that. I am right. also a Chargers fan, D-Butt. And I, I think do. we, I, like, I enjoy the Chargers. I enjoy Justin Herbert. You see Cam Newton on that sideline of the Panthers mm. and everybody's in there. Hey, <laughs> everybody on three, everybody on me. Let's go ahead and do our hands. We're going to go ahead and win this game. Give me the ball. I'm going to go in. All oh, right? Yeah. Justin Herbert's an introvert, right? Like, that yeah. is his. Oh, yeah. That is his. Who is the person, I think, to turn them maybe back into the team that they were at the beginning of the season? Is it him? Does he have to go out of his comfort zone? Is it Staley? What do you think? Because they, they can't run into the same problem they had last year, which was, hey, our team is incredible. We should win games. Although it's Staley's first year, there feels like there's a lot of potential in that team. And for whatever reason, they just can't get it going right now. I mean, it's going to be on Staley. Staley's got to steer that ship, obviously, as a quarterback. I think the best thing a quarterback can do, whoever that quarterback is, just be yourself. You know, everybody's not going to be, you know, the outspoken. Everybody's not going to be, uh, you know, Mr. Unlimited in the huddle or Tom Brady in the huddle or these different guys. You just got to be uh, Justin Herbert. He just got to start playing better. That whole team does. Defensively, they got to stop the run. Um, and, and Herbert's got to start making the plays that we got so uh, accustomed to him making. But I think they'll be all right. I love Staley. He's a rookie head coach. And he's one of the brightest minds out there. So I think they'll be all right long term. This year has just been kind of crazy up and down for everybody. Not making any excuses, but I think they'll be all right. Well, you know, Staley actually was a quarterback. That's right. Who's also a defensive coordinator. Exactly. Yeah, so he knows defenses, but he sees the game through the eyes of quarterback. It's best of both worlds there. I love Staley as well. Learn something new. Go ahead, AJ. You did. They said that seven thousand times when he was hired. That, go ahead, AJ. No, didn't hear it. Hey, but so how about how about the Browns and Baker? And what about Stefanski? I feel like people are jumping off his bandwagon. Before they said this is the perfect match and all this stuff. Now people are trying to say that he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, no adjustments. 
I mean, but it's it's a lot of problems. Baker, I'm not gonna say he stinks. He does. He's all right. He he's an above average quarterback. I mean, he came okay. out last week, had a, an outstanding performance, had 14 completions, highest graded on PFF. You know, but he had a lot of energy, a lot of anger, a lot of you know. But that shit don't last at the quarterback position, man. It's the cerebral ones. It's the guys who can pick apart uh, defenses. And uh, you guys talked about Stefanski. One thing that kind of came to uh, my mind, Will Blackman brought it up to me. Uh, the system that he played in the college, that kind of air raid type offense that they're playing out in college, I think that may be more suited for Baker to ever reach that elite status. I think if he's and he's in this type of system with Stefanski, is play action, run first. Have boo intermediate pass game. I think he's kind of hit the ceiling on where Baker's going to be. But the Browns are stuck. They're going to win too many games to draft high, so they're going to have to pay him uh, big money. So they got to figure something out with Baker. Uh, maybe that's moving on from Stefanski. It's overreaction Monday. I'm not saying fire him just yet, but whoa, I mean whoa. he might have to change some things up. Whoa. Hey, you know, a lot. No, of I'm, not going, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Dang you guys. <laughs> I mean, you're close there. Yeah, that's your guy. I mean, no, I looked, hey, and the boy, hey, can you guys relax? You guys have been getting on my tone, Gump. What? You guys have been killing Dane on, on Twitter. Oh, oh, that's, right. Those are the toxic hammer Don Cowboys. You got to remember, yeah. they do not represent the feelings <laughs> of their employer or their coworkers. Quick question about Baker. He hands the ball off with two hands. Yeah. Do you see that? Do you do you ever? Because I think it's like a, a temp potential. He has a very interesting way of mm-hmm. handing the ball off. I don't think I've ever. It's like a two-handed hand. It's very smooth. I. It, I it's, it's kind of something about. But one that's one thing he does do a very very good job. It may sound weird, but as a defender, it's something you watch on film. Like his handoffs, like when he hands it off and kind of fakes his boot action and does. It is a good action. He does do. Um, you know, a little. Some magic with that ball back there. So that is one of, I would say, you can check that box for elite for Baker. That's what I want in my quarterback. Good handoffs. Well, good handoffs. In Stefanski's, hey, in Stefanski's system with Chubb, Hunt, who are both out now, Dearness Johnson still won for a Honda. Hey, let's go. Hey, let's go, pal. But on the other side was the Patriots, D-Button. I assume Connor's going to have a question for you there. Yeah, D-Button, you're just saying cerebral, uh, alpha male, uh, pick apart defense quarterbacks. Is Mac Jones like the best quarterback you've ever seen in your is everything okay? Is everything all right? What the hell? Yeah, I just had to put my Patriots helmet back there real quick. Oh, uh, oh zoom out. Come on. Sorry, we just had to get that situated. But uh, Mac, Mac. Oh, that's. I mean, Mac. He, oh, this guy. We can't even see like your guy, Patriots man. helmet. We can't even see your Patriots helmet because the. Oh, thi- sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, put it he on. Hasn't worn it yet. He hasn't worn it. Oh. Yet. <laughs> but, Mac, but Mac is a dude, man. Mac is a dude. He he went to the perfect he went to the perfect spot too. Uh, Josh McDaniels obviously it was everything. It always he the next Tom Brady, he the next this. I see a lot of people saying he should have went second or third in the draft. Now Fair. I don't think we would have saw this Mac Jones if he ended up uh, with the Jets. But uh, McDaniel's nice. Belichick they've done a great job with him and they're getting hot at the right time. The defense is obviously playing great and uh, more important than anything, Mac knows where to go with the ball and uh, now it's going to be about just him putting it there and uh, he dropped. He dropped some dimes yesterday, like it's a tight window. So I'm thoroughly impressed with the rook. Throwing the spots. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, what about the Saints roughing the passer call? Like, I know, I don't know if you talked about it earlier on the show or not, Pat. I would imagine that one upset you a bit. What about you, D Butt? Terrible. Terrible. I mean, those are game, those are game changing calls, man. I feel like every week, every game we're watching it and we're talking about the refs. Mm-hmm. And some, I mean, something's got to be done with that. Even if they went and reviewed all the pass interferences last year, maybe they go and review the roughing the passers 
um, you know, next year, this year. But, it, I mean, it's terrible. And that really – it cost the Saints the ball game, really. Uh, Titans keep finding ways to win, but that was that was some bullshit right there. The Titans, you think, without Derrick Henry, going to continue to go? I mean, it's amazing what they've been able to accomplish. I mean, they're going. They're going. They're well coached. Uh, they've been playing better on the defense than a lot of people give them credit for. Uh, and they're finishing games. You know, it's been ugly. It's not pretty. Uh, if you look at the stat sheet in the box score, it doesn't, doesn't look great. But uh, they're, they're getting it done it's with some guys sometimes that I'd never even heard of um, getting uh, getting their hands on the rock. So you, you can't argue with wins in production. So uh, they're doing it right now. Can they make a title run? I don't think so. Oh, Whoa, wow. Wow. I, I don't wow. think I'm just being honest. Not without not without two two back there. That's, that's, come on now, we gotta we gotta be realistic here. I know it's overreaction Monday, but we gotta be, come on now. Yeah, they're not supposed to be realistic. Here's another unrealistic thing. Jonathan Taylor might be the best football player to ever play fucking football. This dude is a absolute stud, and the Titans are gonna have to run into that going forward. No, I mean, granted, they already lost to him twice, but in the AFC <laughs> South, I mean, the Colts are getting very hot, just like the Patriots are getting very hot. Yeah. The AFC, I think water is potentially starting to find its level, and teams are gonna maybe separate, but that Jonathan Taylor dude, unfucking believable D-Bud. I, I don't understand why we, I feel like we stop giving him the ball or something. Every fucking like, I, game! Why? <laughs> Yeah, he had a damn near 100 yards in the first quarter. You look at the box score after, and it's, what, 120 or something like that. So, I mean, I don't understand that. We jumped out to a 17-0 lead, and we won the game, which is a great thing. But we've got to get that killer instinct in Indy, man. we got to put foot on next when we jump up. Jumped up 14-0 on the Titans and letting them come back and win late. So um, that could be a problem that could rear his head later on. Um, but they are 5-5, five and five and they are in the hunt. Carson Wentz is playing good football. And the defense is playing well as too. So, um, you know, <laughs> Bro, a little better. He lumbers the fuck around, dude. He had a third and seven down the sideline. He fucking threw it, sacrificed his body <laughs> to, this, to the, the other team. Michael Pittman fucking boom, grab. It was Gord. He Carson Wentz. It's exciting. Oh, it is electrifying. We just got to hope we don't get any more of this shit. You know uh, what I mean? No. Go ahead, Dix. Uh, D-Butt, speaking of the Titans, speaking of the Cowboys, their defenses were horrendous last year. They're much better this year. Is that they both have new coordinators? Is it the scheme? Is it players? Is it effort? Is it tackling? How does the defense improve that much over one year? I know uh, starting in Dallas, I know for sure uh, coordinator. You know, Mike Nolan, he, he – did a horrible job uh, <laughs> last year. He kind of got hired out of nowhere. McCarthy called one of his buddies and gave him, and it was just terrible. From you know, guy, you watch the film, you can tell guys just didn't know what the hell was going on, even in like week eight, week nine. So from jump, uh, you know, uh, Quinn came in and had these guys on the same page. He's had a lot of moving parts on the defense. We talked about missing Demore, uh Lawrence, uh, who's their highest paid pass rusher. He's been out most of the year, and they're still playing uh, very good ball. So them, how they run to the ball, how they tackle. That's all scheme, coaching, effort, players, all the above. And then Tennessee, I honestly don't – it doesn't really make sense that they're playing. I mean, you sign uh, Dupree in free agency. Landry uh, is, is playing out of his mind. Simmons is playing out of his mind. I just think the guy's just playing better. Uh, the guy Janoris Jenkins came over, so maybe it's personnel. Brad, I think Braves has done it, a great yeah. job coaching as well. Autry um, came over too there. from the Colts. Hey, Autry, yeah, he was – yeah. So they got, some, they got some personnel, and I, they've always played hard. So I can't put on there. I would just say better personnel. Right. They were terrible in third down last year. Much better this year. Hey, that's the money down, by the way, on defense side. Get money off down. the field. 
Get off the fucking field! <laughs> Some people only have like 17 plays and a half, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. when Taylor Heineke leads a 19-play, so 10-minute... That's crazy. Insane. That's how it ended. That's how the game ended, was like Taylor Heineke just saying, hey, listen, I'm going to go ahead and fucking juju on the beat. <laughs> they just did that. I, maybe they'll be able to figure it out. Maybe not. I know next week we'll get a chance to chat with you. And Tampa probably- definitely figured it out. Tampa definitely. Zero, zero concern with Tampa. Zero? Zero. Sure. I, I got way. I'm. I'm way more concerned with the Rams than I am with Tampa. Whoa. What do you got tonight? I do have the Rams tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not concerned tonight. But it is definitely uh, fade deep bus season. But I do have the Rams tonight. Was it three and a half? Yeah. Taking the Rams and beating the cover. Uh, Jimmy G. He, he stinks this year. All right. We appreciate Shannon you, too. ladies and and Lance, you can add later. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Darius Butler. We appreciate it. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, Six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, We are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, We love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. All right, let's go to some overreactions from around the internet. I wonder how many of them will be similar to the... Oh, oh no, Digs, every single Monday, you get an opportunity to lose your mind on the internet when you utilize the hashtag PMS Overreaction Monday. You will not be judged. You are actually expected to do so. Let it all out in one tweet, and we'll be able to read them and laugh and move on together. As a family here at Pat McAfee Show, per the huge, it ended up trending. Shout out to all you. Yeah. Shout out. Ty Schmidt went through all of them. Uh, Ty Schmidt found some great ones, and I can't wait to read through them. Once again, I have not seen any of these. Neither has AJ. Let's get to it. Woody at Woody Kentucky 859. Oh, Woody K down there. Hashtag PMS Overreaction Monday. Mac Jones' Patriot legacy is going to be better than Tom Brady. Wow! This might be a burner for Boston Connor, but he is much better than Tom was at this age. That is why people are saying this, AJ Hawk. I mean, yeah, it's a bit of an overreaction, no question, with uh, only having this little bit to see of Mac, but I I don't know what there is to dislike about Mac right now. Like, what are any knocks people have on him? Connor, what are people saying that are bad about Mac Jones? Uh, he cares too much. He works too hard. He yeah. likes winning more than anyone else. I mean, there's some negative things for sure. And that's no bull. That's no bull. All right, let's bounce around to the internet a little bit more. Ha- at classic pack c1 asic pack and this one puts the class and classic pack in the ass and asic pack hashtag pms overreaction monday we got rogers back in the building and the defense playing like the 85 bears packers gonna win the super bowl go pack go ty you don't see any disagreements here no i mean they might be better than the 85 bears that'd be the only you thing shut your mind. i would have to say uh to be honest i know the 85 bears get talked about a lot I wasn't even thought of or in my father's nutsack at the point via whoever made up that quote two weeks ago. Somebody said, 
Um, <laughs> time ever. I have Helwani. never. Helwani, yeah. Helwani yeah. gave that to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that dirtbag. Hey, it's good respect, though. At least Helwani's <laughs> yeah. trying to give somebody. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I wasn't. So I've never seen them. Only the highlights. I've seen them dance and everything like that. If this Packers oh, yeah. defense can maintain, though, there's no reason why they can't, right? There's no reason why they can't go on a go, AJ. They've been to the NFC Championship game two years in a row. Of course, it's not, it's not an overreaction to say that. Like, is the defense good enough to to put them over the hump in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it looks like it now, but week to week, how do you predict anything in the NFL? Isn't it crazy how good that team is doing? They were still drafting for the future. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's hard to say, hey, good, great work on the roster, Bill. Yeah, here we go. Ryan. But acknowledge it and go for it in the moment, and I guess they have. They have this year. Yeah. yeah A.J. Dillon? What? Yeah. Uh, Sertain? No, no. Uh, corner. Patrick? Uh, no, no. Who's yeah, the corner who's they Stokesy? dropped? Yeah, yeah, Stokes. Yeah. Rasul Douglas yeah. is another guy they picked up this year. Whitney Merciless yeah, coming Merciless. in, making mm-hmm. a play. He got hurt, I guess, his bicep. Who knows how he'll do. But people have at Randall Cobb is making plays. Right. Yep. Here we go, Goot. Here we go. Boy, Let's go win this thing. Maybe the Pack go on a run. That'd be a lot of fun, especially for Tuesday conversations. By the way, I believe that'll be happening tomorrow. Can't wait to find out what the hell happened to his toe. Is oh, it going off the toe? Is his house too big? Why? I mean, what the fuck happened to his toe, AJ? Honestly, what what could it have been? Was his shoes too small? Was his slippers too tight? Did he run into a stool? What? How? How could he have hurt his toe in that quarantine? Was he trying too hard, working too much? I, these are all good questions for tomorrow. I think he's watching too much film. His toe started to hurt. Oh okay. yeah, oh, yeah. That's why he's watching too much film. His right. toe started to hurt. That was probably yep. the case. Seems like it didn't slow him down at all, but I remember going, oh, toe, what the hell? Because I was worried about his heart just like everybody else because COVID and what has happened in the past. They seem to be past that. We'll ask him tomorrow. Let's go to the internet yet again. At Samurai Medic. Hey, this is the medic you need. Oh, That's yeah. right. Whenever you're in the middle of potential war or whatever, mm-hmm. you find yourself in one of those Dungeons and Dragons situations. Mm-hmm. Or at, uh, I saw uh, Robbie Fox was at one of those uh, night parties. Oh, medieval times. Yeah, one of those oh. things. This is the medic that you need whenever you're in those situations. <laughs> at Samurai Medic, Randy Benson says, for somebody who's supposed to be a defensive guru, Brandon Staley's defense is trash. Randy Benson from the top rope seems to be a Chargers fan. What the hell is going on with the Chargers? And not just the Chargers defense, by the way. Brandon Staley, great defense coordinator. The Jets defense also stinks. Two defense coordinators getting pointed, uh, uh, promoted to head coaching roles, and both the defenses stink. Is that because they stop coaching defense, you think? They have to go more hands-off? I mean, it's possible. They're not... The ones I know, what Ulbrich is the uh, D coordinator in in uh, for the Jets, who I think is an awesome coach, actually, very good guy, good oh, coach. Stinky. But uh, I don't know, like, yeah, I, it's impossible to tell, like, why it, it could be one play. Think about it when we're saying, oh, what's what could cause a team to come out and be flat? Let's say first play, first series, quarterback throws up a bad ball, receiver makes a great play, dunks on the dude, mosses him, goes and scores. But you were playing bad. That instantly, like, even if you were flat, that one dude making that one play can flip everything. Yeah, and that can happen, obviously, for a defense, too. I remember we went down and played the Saints in the um, in the Superdome, brother. Silverdome. Mm. Yep. <laughs> down there, it was primetime game. I think it was literally the first play, strip sack uh, of Curtis Painter after a touchback. So they got the ball in the 20. 
seven zip and then it just say just one thing can go and hopefully maybe the Jets and the Chargers will be able to get that play that'll maybe reignite a little bit of success on the defensive side not for the Jets obviously they they seem to stink they blow. but the Chargers I don't understand what the hell's going on over there as and neither does the Samurai Medic let's take another trip around Ty good selections thus far by the way here comes Skinny Stooge Stevie Ooh. hey Skinny Stooge is this Foxy's burner? Oh, oh, this guy. I like this guy a lot. Skinny Stooge doesn't even know how lucky he is to be able to eat <laughs> everything and not put on any weight, even though he might be a bad body having son of a bitch. Us spark plug built sons of bitches hate people that are just skinny stooges because we have a couple in the office and these dudes can eat whatever, have McDonald's at 10 a.m., have uh, cheeseburgers, Big Mac, McChickens, Quarter Pounders, Apple Pies, Cookies, the whole thing, McFlurries. And they don't ever gain any weight. Does that give you gout, Foxy? No. No, skinny stooges don't get that. superpower. Yeah, it feels like the King's disease only happens with people that can't be skinny stooges for whatever the case. Thank Hashtag you. PMS Thank overreaction you. Monday. You're not the only one that gets scout, Zito. <laughs> Hashtag PMS overreaction Monday, although you are one of the faces yeah. 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 of battling gout. I was on Gout Magazine 2020 this year. Hey, yeah. we appreciate your service. <laughs> We appreciate your service, Zito. Hey, what if you saw Zito's face? You're in a you're in a doctor's office in a waiting room, and there's a magazine about gout, and Zito just smiling on the, on the I cover. Would, he never told us. I would die. And by the way, that might be happening. Oh, we yeah, have no yeah. idea about Zito. We do. Guy might be a guy might be a billionaire who's going to bring down gout. That'd be his greatest feat. The Kansas City Chiefs is that my feet? are all the way. <laughs> <laughs> the world is yours. They the gout world is yours. The Kansas City Chiefs are all the way back. Fake punt, wow. Tommy Tanzan. Through an absolute dime. Great defense. And the offense was picking them up and putting them down. Just absolutely dog walked the Raiders in Las Vegas. First in the division, by the way. Chiefs versus Packers. Super Bowl, whatever it's about to be. Let's go. I like the fact that Chiefs Kingdom is all the way back. I like that what they saw last night brought back a little bit of passion for the Chiefs fans because it did get a little toxic there. So much so that some of the Chiefs players in the you know in the comment section were like, we hate this fan base. Yeah. <laughs> and X Factor was representing them poorly and saying, oh, this guy's an asshole. They're egotistical. They got too confident. They got too comfortable. It wasn't that long ago that the Chiefs were terrible. Now they weren't looking as good as they had and everybody seemed to turn against them. One night in Las Vegas, in Sin City, when Travis Kelsey seems to be all the way back. Tyron Matthews seems to be opportunistic. Tyreek Hill is outrunning people. Checkdowns are in abundance. Patrick Mahomes all the way back. Is this the Chiefs? Is this what the Chiefs needed, A.J. Hawk? Yeah, I'm sure you probably heard it. I think what a pundits on TV are saying this felt like a Chiefs win. Patrick Mahomes throws five touchdowns. I think their defense played well. And it gives them hope and gives them some confidence moving forward. And I like that overreaction tweet because I think that was my Super Bowl prediction as well, Chiefs-Packers. Oh, yeah. I think you and Skinny Stooge are on the same page. How about Tommy Townsend taking the low snap? Low snap. Beautiful ball. Beautiful ball. That is not easy to do either. No way. All the way out to on a stop route on time. He, a little long in the stride. I, I think yeah. if people were to break down. But him just transitioning perfectly. What a strike by Tommy Townsend, and I love the aggressiveness. I like that Andy Reid and them know, hey, we're rolling right now. Let's keep this thing going. couple people, like you said, not that many people uh, that had jumped off the Chiefs bandwagon, but I did see a decent amount of people saying Tommy Townsend played better than Patrick Mahomes had, you know, up to that point last night. Maybe put him at quarterback. Oh, QB, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We'll see. Patrick Mahomes, 400 yards, five touchdowns, has three of those games, I guess, in his career. He tied Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, and the guy who saved the kidnapping with a football, Joe Montana. Oh, yeah. 
Let's assume he'll have at least another one of those. Let's continue around the internet. Ben Goldstein at Ben Goldstein 91 says, hashtag PMS overreaction Monday. The Seahawks need to start over. Trade Russ, fire Pete. It's time. Wow. Oh, no. Is that your feeling, AJ Hawk? Hey, Russell Wilson first game back uh, after 19 hour training sessions for the last few weeks. Don't know how he slept. I thought sleep was a massive part of recovery. Maybe that's what they're counting into the 19 hours. Oh, he be. slept oh. for 13 hours, <laughs> let his body do his thing, and then for six he'd go after it and then he'd chill for five. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Are you, are you, are you all out on the Seahawks after losing to Aaron Rodgers 17 zip in Green Bay? Well, I think Russell's finger will continue to get better, but I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not all in on the Seahawks. I don't know what they're going to do with Pete, but I don't. I don't feel like Russell will be there either after this season. Well, last off season there was a lot of conversation. Allegedly, the Bears flew to North Dakota to put in a trade offer for Russell Wilson, and Chicago was one of the cities that. Not Russell, but his team said, "If we don't want to be traded, but if he was to be traded, Chicago's a beautiful city. Yeah, yeah. Chicago, beautiful number two bus. It didn't happen. But then in the first week of training camp, you know, uh, Pete Carroll, Schneider, and Russell Wilson were all at the same podium. We like each other. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> literally what they did. How much? How much does losing affect that relationship? And what does the future look like? And can they get back?" in good graces with uh, not only a good record, but their fans in an NFC West that seems to only be heating up. That's going to be tough. Yeah, it seemed like yesterday kind of was a must win, which I'm guessing is why Russ came back. Because, like, you could tell he was just – he was missing throws that he never misses. But also, doesn't it seem like New Orleans might be – like, this might be a long play for – they're going to be very aggressive into potentially trying to get Russell Wilson in the offseason. Well, there's going to be a big market for Russ. There's a lot of people that are allegedly wanting him. Will the Seattle Seahawks ever let him go? Will he ever want to leave like he did, or did they get over it and move forward? We shall see. I do know there is some questions, though, around Pete Carroll and his brain function, because how can he not find the challenge flag? Yeah. Uh. I mean, the ref is literally saying, throw the flag, is what the ref <laughs> yeah. is saying, because Pete's going, hey, I want to challenge that, I want to challenge that, I want to challenge that. And the ref's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. That is not, you have to throw the flag, and Pete Carroll's like, God damn it, how many pockets we have in this freezing cold ass Green Bay. I got six jackets on. I had an extra one. My flag is in the jacket underneath this jacket. Do you want me to unzip, go in there, or do you want me just to throw something, sir, and get the challenge out there? And he throws his flip phone, maybe? Yeah. yeah. I'm not it's a hand, hand warmer. Can of mints. That's a hand warmer? It's like a USB charged hand warmer they have, yeah. Really? I did not know what? that. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyways, that is not a challenge flag, and I think they still challenge this. They did. Uh huh. So I think there should be questions. I think it did get overturned too, right? Uh, no, that was the uh, the fumbled snap that Rodgers had where they gave oh. possession to the offense, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a turnover, by the way. What about sure. that interception by Kevin King? What oh, happened? yeah. They how, does that, that. How, is that a, how does that count? Well, and how does Aaron – well, I guess and on the flip side, how does – I mean, Aaron clearly didn't have that ball. No. You know what I mean? And yeah. The Kevin King one, he definitely dropped it. Definitely. It definitely hit the ground. Were they know. saying it was he already secured it? How's that work? <laughs> I think. Uh, it seems like every week, if we wanted to, we could get into every call and be like, that doesn't seem like the best call. Wasn't it Tony? I think Tony was even saying, like, what? I don't know why he's dancing. Well, he didn't catch that one. Well, Jamal, I don't know if Tony said that, but Tony was also going through some shit yesterday. They just oh, tied yeah. the Lions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamal Adams does no, the. No, Romo. Oh, Romo. Tony Romo. Jeez, I thought you meant Tony Diggs. Tony Romo also tried to get Mason Crosby fired. And it's yeah. like, hey, Tony, all right, I. I the boys, 
you know, I let the boys do their thing to Corona Tone. I've been on your shut the fuck up about Mason <laughs> yeah. Crosby. But anyways, the uh, as a holder too, Tone should have known. As a holder, he should know that Mason Crosby mm-hmm. has been dealing with a nightmare of a situation. Laces left, he misses it. Okay, and Mason Crosby's leg is not what it once was. All right, he's older. This is just natural happenings. He still kicks off, though, so they should have somebody potentially kick yeah. off for him. I don't know if Bohorquez can or not. But whenever you get older, I think you don't have the same amount of pop or speed to potentially power through any of the fuck-ups that can happen in the operation. Now, rookie snapper, obviously Bohorquez new to the team, but as soon as laces left, he misses that kick in windy-ass Green Bay. All of a sudden, everybody starts coming out. Here we go. This guy should make this. This guy should make He makes the next kick. Yep. Let's assume he'll continue to do so as the operation gets better. But I didn't like just, you know, because Tony was a holder. Tony was a holder. What did yeah. Tony say exactly? Uh, basically, like, he was he was echoing a lot of sentiments of people on the internet. Like, it's time. Like, it's potentially time. Yeah. This might be it. Yeah, which maybe it is, by the way. And I'm just going to bat for a guy that I have a lot of respect for. But also, every time I see uh, a miss out of Mason, it's not a clean operation. Everybody else seems to not have to deal with that. Why is Mason dealing with that? Maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's because it is so windy. Whatever the case I am not at the Mason Crosby doesn't have it stage, and I'm nowhere near it. No, and like you said, like the ones that he is missing, it seems like they're not they're like not even close. So it seems like something was going on, whether it's like the protection or the snap or where the laces are. Like when he is sti- when he's getting a good ball, like he drilled that last one down the center. Like you can kind of tell when he's miss hitting them. It's like okay, something must be up here. Yeah, and maybe Mason will miss more kicks. I'm not sure. I was heartbroken when I saw him hit that little slice miss. Wanted him to make that. But going forward, the operation was good, and they made kicks. Mm-hmm. We'll see. That's that's a huge deal. Yeah, going to cost them a playoff game probably. Well, no, because I think they're working. You know, I think I think they're working. I, I think the of snap, course they're I, working, but are they going to be able to do it when it really matters in the playoffs? Well, not not Mason as much. Like when it's you even said when it's a clean operation, Mason usually drains that thing every time. But everything else, are they going to be able like when it truly truly matters? Because you never know until you're tested, until you're in that moment. I know. And you never know, rookie snapper, you know, just gets a little bit tighter, just a little bit tighter and throws it either slower or faster. That ball's changing revolutions. And then all of a sudden, boom, laces straight back on like a 45-yarder. And then all of a sudden, Bohorquez is trying to spin that and all, Mason hits it. And it's just like, oh. that. you never know what's going to happen. You just got to hope that the work that they're putting in in practice is paying off. And hopefully, towards the end of the uh, game, you saw that. Would it, even, would it even like matter, like bringing in a different guy to snap, would that matter at all? Like Because then you're oh. just kind of introducing something new. And at this point in the season, like you're, you're probably not going to find a very good, consistent long snapper out there somewhere, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what the market looks like. You might be able to find it. Could you find an old savvy vet that will snap it perfect on field goals, but you're not going to get any cover out of him on punt? Mule. Mule. You bring the mule in. Get him in there. Sacrifice it. Sacrifice his coverage on punt team for, hey, we're going to have perfect snaps. Yeah, but Bohorquez actually is punting that you don't need him to cover. Yeah. Like, he's just punting it up to get fair catches anyways. So what I'm saying is, and what I think we're all saying is, that rookie snapper is going to have to fucking figure it out. Yeah. Because Mason's taking a lot of ricochet right now, and the laces are on this snapper. All right. Let's move along. <laughs> I think they deserve that type of credit. So whenever you see a good one, at least people go, oh, snapper, fucking yeah. good. Hey, that was a great snap. Like, there's been a lot of zoom-in shots from behind of guys kicking balls in a shot there, and you can see just, like, a perfect snap and down. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, those laces are perfect. Oh, those laces are just a little bit off. Holder goes and gets there because the 
Operation time now is much, 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 much faster now than it was back in the day when nobody cared about that. Seems like Mason's getting hit with some things. I think they'll be able to work through it. Hopefully he'll be able to continue to make kicks and it doesn't kick you in the ass later. Yeah. Uh, also, like, at what point, like, when you're practicing and stuff like that, if you're not getting it, at what point when it's happened, like, this is a weekly thing, like... Are they going to figure this it is out? His second, that rookie, I think this is his only second week yesterday. Yeah, he's it was. He's brand new. So he's literally brand new. That is an aggressive decision, too. I, I don't know how Vinatieri would have handled that entire thing, but I mean, that is, <laughs> they're going to have to handle that uh, and take care of it. I'm sure they will. Uh, let's move around the internet a little bit more. Oh, Bill Nobrain, Houston Texan fan, baby, at Caden Daniels. Hashtag PMS Overreaction Monday. Eagles are making the playoffs. Next seven weeks, they have Jameisless Saints, Giants twice. uh, Football team is no easier. Especially with the way Haneke's. The Jets and a bye week. Are the Eagles poised to make a run, A.J. Hawk? This is not that crazy to say. When you see it typed out and you see who they are playing, yeah. Like, who? if you had to go through there and – I think Philly definitely has a chance to win every single one of those games. Yeah, and Chase Young obviously out for the season for the football team, but if Heineke can lead a 45-minute drive to ice the game against the Buccaneers and win by 10 over the Super Bowl champs, maybe they'll be able to keep going. Chase Young, obviously very dominant player, but that entire D-line, very, very good. Uh, but good for the Eagles, huh? Yeah. Hey, hey. Go football team. You put, the, you put the seeds down in the dirt. Eventually, they will sprout, and you will have some beautiful flowers. And our team is a beautiful flower. Right and now. in this particular case, the beautiful flower is growing in a very shitty forest because it feels like who you're playing against in your schedule, your strength of schedule, very easy, Coach. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, our division fucking stinks. I've been saying that for a long time. We're clearly the best team, head and shoulders above everybody else, so we're going to beat the hell out of the Giants and the Washington football team. Last one here before we get to a break in hour three. We can't thank the people of the world enough. Richard Metheny? 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 What is the origin, you think? Of? Is the H silent? <laughs> is I don't know. I don't think French. Is the origin going to help you? Well, yeah, I think yeah. so. I, think, I mean, I'm cultured, obviously. <laughs> Anyways, at, oh, and then right there in the front, yeah. Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Yorkshire? Yeah. Yeah, he's English. Oh, he's an English fellow. Oh, so it's just Metheny. 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 Metheny, maybe, because they say tree, right? Yeah. I watched Adele last night a little bit on CBS. Oh, how was was that? The Griffith Observatory or whatever. Beautiful place. She can sing her ass off. She's great. Unbelievable. Then she did that interview with Oprah, and she talked about her life and everything. She seems to be like one of the coolest people of all time. 15 Grammys she's already won. Wow. Damn. 15. And she hasn't released an album in six years, I guess. That's why this thing is. She's still with Rich Paul? Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. A lot of the songs, though, are about her. Power couple. Her divorce. My wife, big fan of. Adele. Oh yeah, my wife's giant fan. Big fan. My wife. I think that is a. I'm, by the way, I'm a big fan of Adele as well. She was doing an IG live, I guess, and she didn't know how to fucking work it. She was promoting it. Oh yeah. And somebody asked a question. Was like, "What's this album about?" And I guess she goes, "Divorce, baby." <laughs> and then she just does that whole thing. And then she did an interview with Oprah talking about like her ex because they have a kid together. Like, does she ever talk to him about his thoughts about the song? And she's like, we've never talked about it. (laughs) But I assume he knows that that's the type of artist I am. She is so good. I think she had like a a coffee or a tea she went to. She did a little stand-up in there, too. Really? It was a great performance. Great performance. Uh, Leo was there. Rogan was there. Uh, Rich Paul was there. Um, It seemed to be Oprah, obviously, Mm -hmm. there. Was it live? 
Uh, I think they pre-recorded it. I, I heard. Yeah, I heard about it later. Like I, I need to go back and find it. It was on one of the TV. It was beautiful. It was. She's very good at singing. Still, oh, yeah. She's very much still got it. And I'm not sure the top of a mountain is the most conducive sound. You know, I'm not sure that's like the best sound there. But I guess they got an observatory up there. Is that for space? What the fuck uh -huh. is that? It's on. It is? Normally. She had a Saturn tattoo on her arm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's Very they, cool. That's where they got the telescopes at. Yeah. Good, uh, good scenic views of L.A. from up there. Incredible. The drone shots were. Yeah. Like right beneath the Hollywood sign pretty much. Oh, they had. Uh, Damn. They might have filmed it with an iPhone, obviously. They had a shot of Adele singing and then the Hollywood sign in the back. And they did the uh, tap of who's focused and who's oh. not. Yeah, it was pretty good. That'd be pretty sweet. Hey, do you want to do a concert on top of the world in L.A.? Uh, we'll get you all the biggest stars on earth around, and then we'll just air it live on CBS primetime or whatever to, to kind of promote your new album and everything, and you'll interview with Oprah. I guess I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> sounds wonderful. Anyways, let's get back to Metheny, another Brit who is not Adele. The Dallas Cowboys easily have the best offense in the NFL. Jerry Jones joins those meetings. We smash some watermelons. We also use the monkey butt. We're learning now. That's right. And no one can stop us. I, I think you might be right here, Dick Metheny. Your thoughts, AJ, on the Cowboys maybe being the best offense in the NFL after losing to the Broncos one week ago? I mean, I don't think this is a crazy overaction by Dick Met Metany, or however you want to say it. I, I don't know. With C.D. Lamb, man, I love everything about C.D. Lamb, too. And Dak just – I think Dak exudes confidence and makes you feel like, okay, yeah, these guys are going to get it done. He's a guy. Yeah. Dak is a guy. Everybody knows he's a guy. It's been awesome to watch him through his injury and – you know, outplaying his contract, getting paid, coming back. That team stinks. No, they don't. The hype machine is always there. They never win. Here we go. Maybe this is the year Big Mike and Dak, who we saw their relationship start to button on hard knocks, come mm -hmm. together and do that thing. Big thanks to everybody that participated. Yeah. Hashtag PMS Overreaction Monday. We can't thank you enough. We'll do it again next Monday. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day. Let's enjoy tonight's Monday Night Football as the Rams travel to Santa Clara, California to take on the Niners. We got a super boost going right now that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to score a touchdown. We talked about it earlier, but it's going to happen. McVay wants to look like a smart man. McVay wants to have OBJ in the end zone. McVay and Stafford want to say our new toy is just as good as he was at one time. Can't wait to watch it. I hope that hits, too. That would be great because I'm on a little bit of a run. would like to keep that going into... Thursday Night Football, Thursday in Week 11. If you enjoyed the show, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these beautiful people into a Monday night that they're going to remember forever. Cheers.